and now I'm shit talking score two hat tricks. It's not even about shit talking. It's not even about shit talking. It's just about having that character. Yeah. Like it's like you can be a nice guy and not trash talk, but still have that character. Do you know what I'm saying? Would you feel like even AJ? Yeah. If you think about it, he's actually got a nice character. Until it's a facade. Um, bro, it's yeah, a facade. He's a facade. <laughs> no, he's a piece of shit. Of course, he's a piece bro. Of shit, it's because he's the image of Britain. That's why he's yeah. the, the sporting hero for Britain. That's why he acts like that. But yeah. if you think about it, yeah, he's still seen as a big character, even though he, do, he doesn't trash talk. Mm-hmm. Let me not, boxing, I read that back. I, I like that back. Boxing is man trash talk. Let me not lie. For me, I, I, obviously, I don't know if I ever. For me, their law is with the person who can shit talk because I feel like they have ultimate control over the situation. Of course, I rate them to a different that makes aspect. Them it's like oh, I'm just gonna beat you whenever I want. Yeah. It's like, That's what I'm I like about now. Khabib against him. What I would say about um, AJ though is I think even if he did trash talk, I don't think he suits him. I don't know if you like, have ever heard him trash talk, <laughs> and he just doesn't like. It, it looks too forced and. It don't look like he's in that. He's hard to say. Yeah, I agree. Like I saw the video where he's talking. I think he's in a build-up to the boxing match with yeah. is it Big Baby, Baby Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the uh, that's yeah, that's the real him. Yeah, he was, you know the interview was trying to talk to him. He was still thinking about him yeah. when he said suck your mum. But but the, oh, the insults they didn't really come with the yeah, same vim. Yeah. yeah, I think it's like yeah, and your mum and <laughs> it's like nah, AJ chill. Your mum, you ain't about it. I think he just said one statement though that went like viral. He was like. I'm going to be your landlord or something. Oh. something yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, I made you buy your mum your house or something. So, but then again, is that just because he's such a big figure? Yeah, yeah. I can ask you a question. It didn't feel like it's do, him. Do you think that, um, going back to the Jordan story, do you feel like sportsmen back in the day had more room to be themselves outside of, outside of their sport yeah. than uh, sportsmen do now? Cancel culture, man. I think partly yeah, that's because of social media as well, right? So, like, before, you ha- now you have way more access to sports people because obviously like the whole life is on Instagram and Twitter mm. you got like all these TMZs following them around like yeah. 24 hours you know what I mean whereas before you hate TMZ you hate TMZ no before it was like you know they had access to you it's like wrestling it's like wrestling we used to think it was real because someone would get run over you don't know what's happened to them because you can't get access to them you can't hear them yeah. So you got to wait till next week until like find out what's happening on Raw or whatever, SmackDown, whatever it is. Um, I think back in the day, it was a case of um, the, I've won, the standards were lower. So it's like in the Jordan Elaborate. doc, you're watching him like smoke cigars, yeah. go out and do madness. Yeah, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get away with that to an extent, even if they might look down on it. Footballers in general were allowed to do certain things. Like even footballers in this country, they talk about how back in the day they used to go to the pub before a game, and mm. that's fine. Yeah. But now because the standards are way higher, if you saw Raheem Sterling the night before a game in a pub, he's getting villainized. Really? Not even just because he's black, because they would do it with anyone. They've done it with Madison, for yeah. example. Yeah, but t- take that away. If if they went to the pub and did a madness, got drunk or whatever, they came on a pitch like George Best like George Best yeah. and did a madness on the pitch would they still get told off? Now or, they would Yeah or they, vict- would. Or now they would um, yeah, But that's what the problem is like in this day and age everything gets exposed like you gotta watch your back for everything bro. For like real. anything that you do you might think something in your head and just put a tweet out or whatever but Ooh. then you're in the back of your mind you're thinking oh wait do you know what this might be negative as well mm. it's like look at um, even Justin Bieber yeah? let's, let's take him for example this guy he was a teenager Bro, he all he done was like smoke weed. You know what I'm trying to say, bro? Every every teenager in that line, like they go through that kind of phase. They're young. They don't know what's right, what's wrong. 
He went through that. Bro, the amount of stick that he got was ridiculous. People were done a hashtag saying cut for Bieber. Like, girls started cutting themselves and stuff oh, like that. I remember, so oh, that. I remember that hashtag. Yeah, Everything yeah, yeah, yeah. gets exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that made it worse for him because he's yeah. thinking, right, because I've done this, girls are cutting Where themselves. Where was the relation though? Where was Wait, the relation? I think he got caught driving under the influence and he got arrested. And yeah. then when you got arrested, they were like, oh my God, Justin Bieber got arrested. Uh, yeah. They started doing a madness. But why are they cutting themselves? Because they're dumb. Because they're pain because they love him so they much. They love him so much. So who they're paying. You know what, man? If I was a singer, that's a well, demographic. That's a demographic that I yes, want to be my they're fans. They're yeah, they, they go hard. That's, they that's go why hard there's probably a lot of like mental health in this day and age within like celebrities and like big figures as well, if you think about it. Because mm, like, you can't be yourself. I don't know if it's because we wasn't born them days, but there wasn't that many... But then like going back, for mental going back to the sports thing again, like people like George Best and Gaza, whatever his name is, yeah. flipping. Um, a lot of them are fucking alcoholics, man. Yeah. Whereas that like, after that generation, you don't really see a lot of footballers that are that are falling on hard times. Like isn't that. isn't that got to do with like the pub culture though, isn't it? As, yeah. As Mike said, yeah. back in the day, bro, they literally after the game, bro, they were all in the pub. It was that mm. pub culture, like before training, they'll probably be at the pub. It would seem there's normal. Sometimes. I think you're a product of your habits. So it's like if you're throughout your career, you've been growing up training to be a footballer. You're that twenty years, let's say. You're a footballer for another twenty years. Mm. So for forty years of your life, you've stayed away because obviously the standards are high now. So you've stayed away from alcohol. You've eaten clean throughout the first forty years of your life. It's very unlikely you're gonna fall off the rails after that. Do you so, get what I mean? So it's because like that's in you, that's ingrained in you. Like I've, I've, I've I always noticed this about people. This is just my own observation. Like the people who are like generally active now, without actually playing in sports, are people who've played some sort of sports growing up. So it's like I'll talk to someone. It's like, like for example, they'll be they're quick to do like five k challenge and just yeah. jump on it and let that become part of their lifestyle. But it's based off of the fact that they played football when they were younger. Yeah. So it's a lot easier for them. It's natural kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, so that's what I think. I, I think it's a product of your habits. So it's like, if you've been doing that for an extended period of time, it's in you. Whereas if you're a footballer back in the day and you drink every weekend, that's also in you. But you just don't have the football to now balance it out. You just drink. Hey, Mac, I like the way you think, you know, man. It's proper analytical. So yeah, man. Should we get into it for yeah, this week? Man. Let's go. Yo, 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 what it do, baby? Welcome back to another episode of 5pm in London. I'm here today with the usual suspects, yes, Malat yes. Mete. Yes, guys, how's it going? Lenny. What's happening? Max. What's good, what's good? Malat Cubs. Yo. And yours truly. So, should we get into it for this week, guys? Let's go, man. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> corona, Corona. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. You're not, you're not going to ask us how we are? Yeah, what are you about saying, actually, man? Yeah, man, I'm all right, isn't it? Yeah. I'm right. Don't ask, don't ask too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just all right, not good, man. Well, I could be better. When Corona's over, I can hit up the restaurants, you know, go on holiday. Then Get your trim, good. that's what Get yeah, trim, it's true. It's What's true. the one thing that you might miss the most, that, from the la- from life before Holidays, corona? man, holidays. Holidays, holidays up yeah. there. Getting a trim, bro. Like, yeah. I'm the kind of guy that gets a trim every week, so, and I haven't got one in, what, eight weeks? Do you, do you know what I find weird, yeah? Maybe it's just me, but the, I don't like the process of getting a haircut. I feel good after, oh, wow. but but you men are weird because you don't like the process of it's getting it, sitting in in the chair. You don't like the I noise think, of the nah, razors. Nah, nah. <laughs> let me not lie. I need to get in and get um, out, man. I I'll, I'll say pause before I say this, but <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's therapeutic. Commands massaging your head when you when you really deep it. It is though, isn't it? Nah, it's got man, a you gotta make it sound. Oh, fuck it up like that, bro. Nah, man. It's therapeutic because um, it's just. 
it's, it's that little 40, 40 minutes, 45 minutes of you it's, just sitting on the chair, like, just with the sound of the, of, of the clipper next to oh, you. Oh, so it's not like stimulation nah, in nah. your head. I, I think I the rubber man's proper like rubbing up on my head in that. Nah, nah, fuck that. I'm going to agree with Mike. It slightly does have to do with that. Come on, but let's be real. Let's be honest, isn't it? Do you know what I'm yeah. trying to say, bro? But it, it's like the process of you're just about to look good. You know that build-up? It's like, yeah. well, after yeah. this trim, yeah. I'm going to look certain. You know what it is as well? I feel like, I don't know about you guys, but because in that process, for example, like for me, I'm not on my phone mm. when I'm getting my hair cut. So you kind of disconnect from, from everything. everything. And I'm not lying to you, though. I always fall asleep. So do I. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for me, and I think partly it's because my mind just at that point relaxes. Obviously, you've got the buzzer on your head as well. And you're not looking at your phone. So it's like you feel very disconnected. Unless you've got a barber, he just talks a lot. That's the thing. Mine does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I've, I've established a relationship with my barber now where he knows just not to talk to me, fam. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, Do you yeah, not yeah. like the conversations nah, with barber? Nah, man. Like, I, 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 like, I find, like, like I said, I find getting the trim very therapeutic. And like Mete said, that's the only time that you get for yourself. Do you know what I mean? So it's that... It's kind of like meditation, fam. So it's like you just sit there yes. and your mind is just clear. You man, a man. The, bar- the barber talks nah, about podcasting it, itself. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah for nah, real. Sometimes, sometimes they just chat shit, man. They yeah, chat yeah. shit. I think my one, he's good because he like he's not. You know, people that talk too much, who feel like the need to feel every bit of silence. Yeah. He's not like that. So it's like it might just be. Let's say the trim's half an hour. We might just talk for like five minutes. But the five minutes is an enjoyable convo. That's what I mean. Yeah, so it's yeah, not yeah. like I sit on the chair. We don't say a word to each other. It's like, oh, are we saying you good as your week? When did it? after that, that's it. Oh, no, no, that's my, it. My, 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 last, my last <laughs> one. My last one kept stopping and starting because he kept kept getting calls from his baby mom. So <laughs> uh, wow. So I couldn't even have conversation with him anyway. To be honest. Yeah. But don't you not have that Barbie experience where like the whole of the barbershop gets involved in one sometimes yeah. that's when it that's a bit annoying sometimes because like your shim just takes bare long i feel that's more of an american thing though because i've only experienced it once in my whole life like in the uk but um i think you guys when you when we was in new york you lot said you had a conversation la la was it even LA? in new york as well man the guy wanted to drive us around in new york <laughs> I, have, I have it in, i've had it in london <laughs> before. Same, 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 yeah, yeah. in, in my prior barbershop my new barbershop to be honest, not even I wouldn't even call yeah. it a shop. It's just one barber in there, but I like it that way. I want to go there and there's no one. Are there. you the only customer as well? <laughs> like pretty much. Like there was a time where I introduced my boy to him. I didn't really want to because I was thinking this is gonna fuck up the waiting the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I introduced him to him. He went there. Then the next, I wasn't there when my boy went. So the next time when I went, he was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much, Michael. You're bringing me business." Yeah. Oh. I was like, "Oh, I felt bad." But I was like, "I still don't want the waiting time to increase." <laughs> so it's one and done. That, yeah. <laughs> Do you feel do you feel that you have to go to the shop early otherwise you just can't go at all because there's gonna be a line? No. Nah. So for me, for example, if I'm not there before one o'clock, I can't go for the like the whole day. I can't go because I'm, it's gonna be long. I'm oh, really? Strate- I'm yeah. strategic. So yeah. most people who know me get know that I get my trims like the prime time for me is Thursday night. So Thursday <laughs> after work because it's a random school day. No one's really gonna be in there, he and knows. it's just before Friday. He knows. So when <laughs> when we finish work on Friday, let's say a motive pops up straight away, you're ready. You, you already yeah. got the trim. Yeah, 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 yeah. And some, sometimes you know when you've got a trim on the day, it's not the best. It, it needs like a day or two to marinate, yeah. yes. settle in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let it fill out the lines. <laughs> Let the waves develop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Not gonna lie, you lot need that appointment experience, man. It's true. Appointment. Bro, yeah, I get appointments now. It's, be, it's the best thing. It's the best, man. Bro, you, you turn up at time, the max you wait is 15 minutes, bro, before you're on the chair. Let me not lie. Appointments are sick if I was on time for stuff. Yeah. That's, yeah. The, yeah. Okay. That's the problem. 
No, but if you're going after work, that's what I do, innit? I literally go for after, as soon as work finishes, I'm at the barbers. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. No, gonna lie though, man. When uh, the barbers are open again, I'm actually gonna have the longest conversation with my barber, fam. No, nah. don't backtrack now. <laughs> don't backtrack. Nah, nah, it's cool. Nah, nah, nah. If, if you I'm wanna beef your barber, that's nah, fine. Nah, nah, I'm not backtracking, man. I hate, I hate small talk. But the Sound reason like I'm gonna, the reason, the reason I'm gonna have the long covers, cause fam, I, I've, I've missed the whole trim experience, fam. Like, I don't Sound want like it. He was playing hard to get. Like. <laughs> I don't, I don't want him to disappear on me like that <laughs> again, fam. <laughs> kind of questions you can ask him nah don't do this again <laughs> no, <laughs> said, don't, don't do this again <laughs> don't disappear me again <laughs> don't go don't, don't <laughs> give me the silent treatment <laughs> <laughs> what, he ain't done that to you uh, no man it's heartbreaking man but yeah should we, should we get it started man <laughs> that's a deep dive on trims but <laughs> <laughs> real um, I'm sure you man locked in last week Sunday man when um, Boris gave his um, lockdown speech uh my question to you, man, is this. What did you, man, take away from that speech? Did you feel enlightened after you listened to it? The, the, funny, thing was, the, fun, the funny thing about that speech, yeah, I don't know if you that was, like, following it on Twitter, but in a matter of minutes, get to it, Boris was, like, trending. <laughs> yeah. Um, because he was just <clears throat> waffling. Like, I feel like I started that, man. So, someone someone um, tweeted saying... It, it looks like Boris is, it sounds like Boris is just trying to fill out the word count. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> filling the gaps. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think the problem is, you know, it's just, the thing is, it's like, I feel like it caused more question marks than he, and, and then answers. Then yeah. um, I, I feel like it's, you know, like it's created this assumption that just because, you know, we're starting to see a fall or we're on the other side of the peak, so they say, although the deaths are still high, um, people think like you know they can go out now and this whole thing about stay alert like what does stay alert mean for real please like, brother you're telling people to go to not it, it doesn't make sense because you're telling people to not go to work mm-hmm. but then to go to work if they have to but then not to use the public transport but then to use the public transport wants me to run there. To, like and then and then you're saying stay alert when you're doing it so and how are they going to stay alert for example where their situation doesn't allow them to like it, it just doesn't make any sense it's, it's typical boris johnson where Full of words, you know, lacks detail, um, doesn't know what he's talking about, and he's just, you know, it's all about himself. I think the actual problem was the actual structure of the presentation of talking about the guidelines. So what should have happened is, so the document actually came out, what, a day after or something like that? That should have come out before Boris actually gave the speech. So that should have come out. The government's um, the government talk in terms of the guidelines and stuff that should have been done beforehand before Boris gives the speech as well. Mm. So initially, when Boris actually gave the speech, everyone was just so confused because his words, first of all, weren't making sense. Like he was very contradictive of himself. He was Waffling. saying, he was saying, go out, don't go out, go work, don't go work. It was very contradictive. And then the government paper, um, the guidelines came out the next day where people started reading into it and they're thinking, wait. Boris in his speech, like he didn't mention none of this, if mm. you think about it. So I feel like the structure of it was the problem. If he had brought the documents out a day or two beforehand, let people digest that information first, mm. then give a speech on the document that he's just released, I feel like a lot more people will be will be um understand, much that, more understanding from it. That's typical Boris Johnson. He's trying to be this Winston, modern day Winston Churchill, like I'm the guy who's making the saviour to this country. Like, oh, I'm going to give these big, grand political speeches. People remember for me, when they look back in time, they'll remember this coronavirus pandemic and they'll remember that I gave this big speech. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to reinvent this, like, whole Winston Churchill sort of character. The the reality, but the, 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 the fact is, is that he's got no substance about him. Mm. Um, and that's the problem. Okay, then let me ask you, man, this here. Flipping. I'm just going to be the devil's advocate. So today I read an article that said that the rate of infections in London 
is at its lowest. You know, I mean, we had like 24 new cases on, we're getting 24 new cases on average. Do you not think it's time for, for the lockdown to be eased anyway? So whether the message is clear or not, like we should be out and about, people should be going back to work, the economy should get restarted, or do you think that there should have been a bit of a delay? Um, I think we, we have to. We're at the point where the way the economy is set up is heading into desperate times. They're saying this could be the deepest recession for 100 years. Mm. So we're at the stage where we kind of have to. We have no choice. Um, but this is a good time to do it. Where the infections are de- decreasing. Not decreasing, but it's almost like the sh- it's, we've steadied the ship a little bit. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good time. But it's only decreasing because we've been indoors. So the minute you get back outdoors, it's going it's gonna, it's gonna to arise. And the thing is as well, I was listening to this um, this professor recently from uh, from Cambridge University, Anthony Sullivan, and he's like one of the most famous sort of historians. And he was talking about when you look at the history of pandemics, the second wave is always hits the hardest. Okay, That's what history yeah. tells us, right? And the, the fact is, is unless we have a vaccine, we're just going to fall back into the trap off again it's going to resurface so there's no solution so yeah we've, we've controlled it but it's not like okay well let's all go out now because if we all go out now all that great work that's been undone over the last eight weeks is going to be undone did, did they, did, do we know why second waves are always harder or worse because obviously at the beginning you don't know what's going on until it happens so why is the second one usually I think the second wave is worse because when the flu enters, the, when corona is widespread in the country, the initial action is for everyone to stay indoors. So there hasn't actually been a period where corona has been fully active in this country and everyone's outside. Mm. So I feel like that would be the reason why the second wave will hit. Okay. But I think, sorry, um, I think basically what they're doing is, it's, to me, it looks like a sneaky way of operating herd immunity. So it's like... They let yeah. them. You get what I'm saying? They're not trying to overwhelm. It's, it's, it's true though. They're not trying to overwhelm the NHS. So it's like, let's do this, break it down in stages. Yeah, so it's like, you know what? First wave, let, let some people get infected. Then cool. Second wave, this round will now go. They get mm. infected. They might even be, they might bring it back and say, oh, okay, cool, everyone stay inside. Third wave, same thing, we go again. So I feel like they're taking that sort of approach yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, it's just that's me. But that's what it looks man. from the outside because. Like you said, the history shows that if we go back outside, it's just going to get worse. Yeah. But what else can we do? But then, wouldn't you think that that was always the option, herd immunity? And it's literally what you said. Don't you think that the option that the, it was always the option? Because let's say, for example, if lockdown was never initiated back in March, yeah, and um, let's say a million people ended up catching coronavirus, yeah, the NHS, let's say, out of the million, um, fifty thousand or whatever might become uh, might need you know they might get it in a critical way and they might need nhs care the nhs won't be able to look after fifty thousand or hundred thousand people so they always needed to break it up yeah. i don't think it was i don't think they did it sneakily i think it was always on the cards you just had to like use a little bit of initiative to think shit there's no vaccine so it's going to be hard immediately but they're not saying that they're mm. not that's not the approach they did. that's delay phase right they did and then they changed it that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But they've, they've changed it to make it look like, okay, we're not doing that. Yeah. But it still looks yeah, like they're kind that. of doing that. Mm. It's just in a different kind of way. But it's the only option. If, if it's not herd immunity, yeah. what else would they No, be? no, I don't, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the option. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's do what they're chest. doing. Yeah, do yeah. say it. Well, because I, but I think by them not saying it, by them saying it, it's going to create a sort of panic around yeah. people like people no one people didn't like when Boris said you're going oh, to yeah, lose people don't like stuff like that yeah, they want to hear that you've got things under control kind of thing yeah. so I guess that's their way of countering that what, what you- no I, I, I wouldn't say I liked the idea that he said that because I'm still a bit wild but you need to tell the truth you need you need to tell the truth and 
does herd immunity actually work and actually solve this case? Because, all right, cool, we're loading people who have it are going to die, but then they're still going to give it to other people anyway. That's so what difference does it make? That's the thing, like, because this virus is new and we don't know how quick it's mutating. We don't know anything about it. So it's a thing of like, there's no vaccine. The only other option that we do have is literally herd immunity. The, but the, yeah. but the yeah. thing with the herd immunity stuff, right, is again, there's so much unknown about the coronavirus, right? It's like, how do you know the herd immunity is going to work? Because I mean, I was talking to, to Kabir earlier about um, whether you can catch it again. And Sakari is saying you can't catch it again. But then there are still some people, like theories out there that you can. So it's like, all right, so even if we got to the point where X amount of people, like 10, 20 million people, they say that 60, if basically their theory is, is that if 60% of the population catches it, and correct, that will create like herd immunity. Exactly, yeah. Um, so let's say we do get to that position. What's to say that that 60% who caught it can't catch it again? And mm. this time it can sort of kill them. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think I just want to know like, clear intention so when I hear this speech and I see like the buzzwords that come out of it so like the buzz in terms of like how to go about our daily lives so for example if you can't work from home you have to go to work or um, you can now get unlimited exercise or you can now go to the park sunbathe for me I want to know reasons why you're saying that that would help that's that's that would be perfect because if you say unlimited exercise tell me why because for me, I'm looking at it and thinking, what's the difference between unlimited exercise and one exercise? Yeah. Why, why do you need unlimited? What's, what's your thoughts behind this? Mm. Maybe if you explained it, then I might reason with you and be like, okay, that makes more sense. Mm. If I'm honest with you, Mike's like literally um, got it spot on there. That was literally what I was just about to mention. But I think you say um, the reason why he should say that, but he should also give re, um, actual options of how that's possible. So when he says for people to go to work that can actually go work, so you're telling people to not use public transport to try and stay away from it. So give options of how they're going to actually manage to do that. Do you get what I'm coming from? Like mm-hmm. He's not given any options as to how he's going to keep these people that need to go to work and stuff like that safe. Yeah, I think for me, that yeah, like, I'm a bit rude for you guys. Like, I've, I, I've got to the point now where, where we're discussing this whole coronavirus thing. I'm getting tired of it like every week. And the reason why, like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Part of the reason why is because... Um, like even with the testing thing, they rushed to get 100k tests a year, I mean a day, sorry, yeah, by the end of April. Just to say they've done it. Yeah, just to say they've done it. And even that 100k is disputed because if, according to their own figures, actually 73,000 people who've actually been tested, the additional 35,000 or 40,000 was kits that were sent to people's homes. They haven't yet received the results to that. So even let's say, even if they did hit 100k that day, it's been dropping since. And then they're coming out and saying they want to hit 200, 200k <laughs> or 250k by the end of this month. And it's like, you know what it is? It's just getting to the point now where, you know, I feel like, you know what the difference between America and the UK is? Trump's evil, right? Like, I genuinely believe, like, Trump's, he's not a nice person. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, the way he speaks, the way he, like, behaves, the way he acts, you can tell he's, he's doing things because he genuinely believes in what he says in that. I feel like with our lot, like especially like Boris and that, they're just full stop incompetent. You know what I mean? Like they can't run a country. Yep. That's what it is. It's I, not even, I don't even think they're evil. I just think that they're just so incompetent. I think the worst part for me personally is the, well, on top of what you're saying, because you're 100% right, they match incompetence with acting as if they have it under control. That's yeah. the worst part for me. Yeah. Because if you, like, we can see the clear incompetence, <clears throat> it's in front of our very eyes, but you're still, oh no, we've got it covered. 
this is our plan. That's why I feel like I need articulation because I need Very to get into your head to understand why you're saying these things. You get nah, what I'm for saying? For real, man. Now, for me, the things that stuck out that just even proved to me further that <laughs> we're pretending like we know what we're doing, but we actually don't. Is the you see the chart thing that they put that looking at the Nando's um spasometer thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like man said, we're in stage three and four. What the fuck does that mean? Mm. I was reading the guidelines and it said for people to go back to work, um, empl- employers should make sure that the work environment is COVID secure. Mm. What the fuck is COVID secure? secure? Do you know what I mean? So it's like you're playing with people's lives at the end of the day, and these people are now forced to go back to work and they don't know what the fuck COVID secure is. Does yeah. that mean face mask? Does that mean social distancing? What does it mean? And when you're addressing a whole nation, I feel like... You the, need to have the shit. Yeah, you, yeah. And you, it needs to be patterned. And in, it, there's nothing wrong with it being lengthy. It mm. needs to be... Descript- you're addressing a whole country on how mm. to behave to survive a pandemic. It can be lengthy. You need to provide specific details to but, how to go about stuff. But you can't be giving me buzzwords, throwaway <laughs> words, and I just make my own mind up. <laughs> and the funny thing is, right, is that even their own MPs... Don't even know what it means. I don't yeah. even know what Piers Morgan yeah. is. Right? Oh, yeah. Andrew Bridgen um, went on to, uh, to Piers Morgan the next day and Piers asked him a question. And he said to him, can you see uh, both your parents? And anyway, whatever he answered, he was like, well... So he answered the question and he was like, well, you're wrong, according to the guy's eyes. <laughs> and he's, he's an MP yeah. of the party of Boris Johnson. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, that just proves to you like full stop that let alone, like, if, if MPs can't understand what Boris is saying yep. from his own political how party, the public, how can the pub- pe- members of the he, public understand? Mm. Even other nations, um, was, this, was it a Scottish MP that was like, yeah, nah, we yeah, ain't co-signing none of that. <laughs> Alright, cool. He, he said what he said. You lot hold it down over there. We're yeah. going to stay inside. Yeah. Yeah. The, the same thing happened um, the other day. I think Matt Hancock was with was being interviewed by um, Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby so they were asking mm. questions as well regarding the parents and stuff mm. and he didn't it's like he didn't really know like he's he's saying the guidelines but then when they're asking him what does that actual guideline mean Stop. he's just repeating what the guideline says um, another thing is yeah you know you guys are talking about um, all the government like they, they don't know what they're talking about the only guy I actually respect from the government is um, Rishi Sunak or whatever, oh, the Chancellor. Chancellor the reason why he's very to the point you got come from when he addresses the nation everyone understands him they know exactly what he's doing why he's doing it he's not trying to confuse he's us. not trying to go into confusion or anything he's very to the point and yeah. if they, if the other ministers and like boris could take a leaf out of his book mm. then i don't think everyone would be so confused that just goes back to what i say all the time these mps they take things personally right you it's not your fault that there's the coronavirus exists just be honest about what's going on, the situation, how we can deal with it. No one's going to be angry about um, things that's out of your control. And they always take it personally. That's just how I see it. It's, yeah. it's a mess, man. I feel like, honestly, like I'm just tempted to say to more to move the conversation on. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being real. Cause, like, even the school stuff, yeah? They're saying, yeah, you know, we should go back to schools. All the teachers are coming out, teachers' unions coming that's out, saying, no, we're not ready, we're yeah. not going. Yeah. It's just another fight, like... How, how is it that all of the experts are saying one thing and then they're saying something different? And yeah. even like they keep talking about scientific advice. We don't know what scientific advice they're following. Mm. Have, have we seen like all these stage meetings that are taking place? Um, I don't know if you saw, but there's an independent stage that has been set up. So basically SAGE is a group. For the um, list- yeah, for the listeners. Yeah, so SAGE is the group, which is a scientific advisory group for the government. And SAGE has existed for like however many decades. And the purpose of it is, is that they provide scientific advice to the government, right? They don't tell them what decision to take, but they will give them the science and then it's up for the politicians to make a decision. 
the, the problem with the current Sage is, is no one knows who are part, no one knows the members of Sage, of the current Sage, um, and also there's no minutes that have been published. On the government website, it just says that there's a group called Sage and this is what their purpose is, right? And so what happened is, is the former um, chief scientific advisor for the government during Blair's time, he now set up an independent Sage, which he streams on YouTube, where he brought together scientists. Um, and the reason why he done this is because he's claiming that there's no transparency, like, because the government keeps coming out and saying, you know, I don't know if you don't realize, but in every press conference, they always start by saying, you know, we want to reassure the public that till now, every decision we've taken has been following scientific advice. Yeah. But we don't know what scientific advice you've been following because mm -hmm. you haven't been publishing what the details are. Mm -hmm. And then furthermore, what got revealed to that was that Dominic Cummins, who is Boris's uh, spin doctor, has been, attending, <laughs> he's been attending the SAGE meetings when he shouldn't be attending the SAGE meetings. Mm -hmm. It's meant to be a scientific meeting. I'm with you. I have a question. Do you think it should be up to politicians? Sorry to interrupt you, but do you think it should be up to the politicians to provide advice and guidelines in a time like this? Just a general no. question. I you think should it should be, be like doctors. No, they're, they're, the no, they're, they're the policymakers at the end of the day. They need to take. Uh, they need to take advice from. Uh, well, let's clarify the question. Like in terms of, are you saying are they the ones who should make the decisions, or are you saying the ones that like kind of provide the, the both? Guidance? So do you think they should make the decisions and provide the present the guidelines on what to do to the public? Personally, I think yes, because what I said, I think they're more, they, there's accountability. So, at the end of the day, the person who's going to make that decision needs to be held accountable to the public. And the problem is, if you're not elected to do that, who's going to hold you accountable yeah, if okay, it's wrong? Fair enough, yeah. It's not just that, though. As an expert, you're going to know the, the ending of a situation, whether it's good or bad. So, you're probably in the best position to make that policy. I'm just a I'm just a person who makes policies based on what I'm given when I don't know the the details and I'm not an expert on it. How does that make any sense? You don't know the repercussions on it and you don't know how um, the, the magnitude of that situation. So I don't think you should be touching that. Just, just to answer Mike's question as well, at the end of the day, they do follow advice from experts as well regarding this corona thing. Anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. not like they, go, they see the health secretaries and the health ministers and the doctors and stuff like that. Whatever they say, they base their guidelines off of that. I say that because it like maybe because it's that it's down to poor articulation. But if it's if you're just regurgitating what someone's advised to you, you're not going to present it in the best possible manner as to whether as to where you're the person who actually holds the information. So let's say, for example, this these press conferences were held with a politician and a scientist next to him or doctor right next to him. Mm. So we can refer the, the question and be like, okay, this, this person's got the expert advice who can articulate it properly because it's mm. actually their field of study. Do you think that's, that would maybe help point. more? Do you that's get what I'm saying? So if you're just point. reading, I mean, if someone's they telling you something. They were doing something. that at the beginning, right? Sorry. Um, did, did, they, did they? They were doing it, right? At the beginning. I never saw that. Yeah. But no, I mean, I'm just, Boris, you get what I mean, If you're just... Yeah, but yeah. you can't direct questions to them. It will be oh. Boris answering the oh, okay. questions. Yeah, oh, and he okay. doesn't... He, he's not going to know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay. He's just going to have the information that they've presented to him. Yeah. He's not an expert on that. Yeah. To be honest, man, I feel like we always throw the blame on the government, we throw the blame on the scientists, stuff like that. But what about the blame on the public, on us? At the end of the day, I feel like really and truly that we're a very passive nation because when I speak to people I feel like everyone's quite like-minded everyone's frustrated with the lack of um, leadership that we've been seeing um, the cover-ups that we're seeing unfolding in front of our eyes and stuff like that but why don't we rise up and like, start to hold people accountable and be like listen that can't run because then they, we do we do have the ability to do that but we never use it do you know what I mean so it, it, where, where do you draw the line between 
throwing the responsibility on the government and taking some responsibility ourselves as well. I think there's two things though, aren't there? I think definitely there is an element of like people taking responsibility and engaging in politics, which we've spoken about before, actually going and voting. So there's no point sitting here complaining like about how things are really bad and how much you hate Boris Johnson or this is that, if you're not willing to turn up to vote against him, for example, right? The second thing is though, where I would disagree with you on is ultimately at the end of the day, like, yes, it's down to us individually in terms of the actions we take. And I feel like the whole pandemic in terms of how it ends, is going to be down to the role that everyone played in society. However, you know, that shouldn't excuse the level of incompetence um, that the government's had, particularly in the sense of like, you know, not being able to explain guidelines properly. Mm. I'm with you 100%, I agree with you to a certain extent. However, when I say, maybe I didn't, I didn't make my point clear enough. What I'm trying to say is that the government fucked up 100%, but as people, as members of the public, we have a social responsibility to hold our leaders to account. Obviously, there's no elections right now for us to exactly, be able to yeah. go out and vote, yeah. but there should be channels and methods for us to be exactly. able to be like, listen, you're fucking up now. Nah, I have zero confidence in you, either pattern up or... Yeah, why, should, why should we have to I mean? wait every four or five exactly. years to do an, to exactly. have an election? Because at the end of the day... That's my question. How, how would we do it? I'm not the expert on that, but... You're I, think, I think one one thing that I would say, which I always wanted implemented um, within like the government, is I think there should be more referendums. More referendum, more, more pressure. Referendums. Nah. I think I feel like I feel like. <laughs> no, nah. I tell you why, yeah. Because the thing with referendums, right? You got to be really careful. Okay, so firstly, there's not an issue with having referendums <clears throat> per se, but you need to be really careful in how you frame the questions because referendums are binary. Right? It's yes, no, this, that, or that position, or whatever. It's proven position. to work well if you if you are if you do pattern it. So look at Switzerland. However, in Switzerland, they don't listen to the outcome of referendums all the time. The other thing is, is, is everyone knowledgeable on specific topics? So, for example, yeah, if you're gonna put a question on, let's say, about the coronavirus pandemic, do you think lockdown should be eased? Personally, I don't think people should have that vote. The reason why I'd say that to you is because we're not privy to all of the information from the yeah, scientific advice. Point, my point got lost. My point is, fam, is that, for example, we see when the Sunday Times report came out saying that Boris missed five Cobra meetings, Boris fucked up in this, Boris fucked up with A. Um, they said they did 100,000 tests, but they've lied. Yeah. These are all things that we need to be able to hold them accountable at the time. When yeah, this is yeah, unfolding, yeah. we need so to be like, do what, do you pro- what do you propose? What do you propose? Uh, That's what so, so, for example, I know petitions is one way that people do this, but even petitions, we don't uh, utilise them as much as... What's, a, never, what's a petition going to do? What's, uh, do? what's a petition going to do? It's, that's the thing. I feel like the avenues that we do have to apply pressure, they're not clear. It's one, the only one that I can think of is a petition. But if enough people, if it gains enough pressure, let's say, for example, if, I don't know, 20 million people sign a petition, bro, that, that, that would, that okay, would, that but, would, okay, what that would have an ask, effect. What I'm trying to ask is not so much what would the petition do, what are you hoping for the outcome to be? But by holding people like account, held Boris accountable yeah, for these. To, in the simplest of terms, to yeah. pattern up, up bro. to pattern up. Because you know I mean? like, like, basically for them to know we're watching you, like man's watching you, like we're watching you. Don't yeah. think that you're gonna get away with this when this is over. But I don't do you know think I mean? it's, it's not like it's not like he's not trying his best. He is. It's just has he? Yeah. Missing five Cobra meetings. You're trying your best. But I think I think what the problem is, what you gotta realize is when you actually elect someone, the reason why they're given four or five years is for them to be given that time to actually implement these decisions and stuff like that. If you're if every decision that they make, you're getting in the way of it and holding them accountable for it, then that kind of 
there's no point of the election. Like, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, you're stopping him from being the actual leader. I hear what you're Another saying. thing I would say is, um, just to b- respond to Mete's point is, so would you go- would you do this then? So you know how America, they got different states and stuff like that. They got um, different mayors of different mm. states. How they implement certain laws in them states. Yeah. Would that be a better system in the UK? Even though we're not as big as America, but say if London, so the mayor, he, he, holds, he holds just London. Yeah. So... He actually decides on what happens in so London. Central oh, same with Manchester, Birmingham, all these major cities. Yeah. If they had one politician that actually makes decisions that is um, that it, we, that makes decisions for the for the population in that city, then that's already be, that's already been argued like loads of times. Yeah, yeah. So like in local government uh, perspective, and for like you know they created all these city mayors in Manchester, mm. Liverpool. They never used to have them before. Um, these metro mayors that exist. Partly the move towards was that was that so they devolve more power. So they, they allow like local leaders to lead on budget terms because it makes no sense that, for example, Boris Johnson is making a decision which is going to directly impact, let's say, Enfield or Newcastle or like, when he's got when he's, he hasn't got the in-depth knowledge as the local leaders there. Mm-hmm. So they should like we've been advocating for them to do that, but the problem is they're not going to they're going to do that. Innit? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool. But you know what? <clears throat> let's just. Uh, I'm really hopeful that things will change. Let's just right. let's just stay alert. Corona, stay corona. Alert. <laughs> As the government says, that's it. Stay alert. Was it? What's the new one? Stay alert. Save the NHS and protect lives. Yeah. Stay, stay alert is the funniest one. That's something your mum tells you when you go to play out. <laughs> stay, stay alert. alert. Watch, watch out for them bad boys. <laughs> stay it's alert. a virus you're talking about. It's a fucking virus, bro. You can't. It's a, you can't see you the can't team see it talking about stay yeah, alert, man. Let me ask you, man, a question. Yeah. Actually, a little bit of a debate. This one. Obviously, with coronavirus, the same year that this came out, yeah, like we were on track to leave the EU, and we're still on track to leave the EU by the by the end of um, this year. Or so today, I don't know if you guys saw the news, yeah. but basically, um, little's been done. So <laughs> the UK negotiator um, has basically said that little has been done, and then Michel Barnier, which is the EU negotiator, basically said, "Well, like you're still providing no clarity." This, you know. There was a big issue around the sort of the Irish, um, so exactly, um, and around the customs for that. So again, like we're in a position where we haven't got time. They're trying to agree a whole trade agreement by December, not least to mention the fact that we've got this whole coronavirus pandemic thing anyway. To give you guys context, it took Canada seven years to negotiate a trade That's good. with the EU. That's good. Seven years. That's good. So my question was this. With coronavirus happening, do you feel that we're ever going to feel the full effects of Brexit come the end of the year? It, it needs to be put on hold right now, if I'm honest with you. I feel like we should, in this moment in time, it needs to be put on hold. Whatever stage it's on, just leave it at that. We should, uh, whatever trading laws are in place, were in place before Brexit happened, that should still so, carry on. So Until everything's Brexit. done, yeah, pause Brexit, man. Like, you can't focus... We can't even tackle one problem. How are we going to tackle two problems? Yeah. Does that make sense? We can't even tackle up. corona. And it's not like it's a little thing. It's, it's a global pandemic. I just want to just, just add to that. Are we, are we still looking to actually leave in December? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we've left already. We've Let's left. not forget. We've, we've left, left on the January 21st. The difference is... Where what period are we in right now? Transition period. So technically, I can still use my waiver that yeah, yeah, yeah. until December. I can go on, if, if I went on holiday, yeah. I can still get the healthcare. Et cetera, et cetera. So during the transition period, everything remains the same. But yeah. officially, as members of the European Union, we've left. And that's meant to actually end by December, right? The transition period. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So are we still on track to do that? 
Um, As we no, speak right so now. So what the UK negotiator said today is, is that if we make no progress, we're going to leave no deal. Okay, so yeah, so basically that the answer to my question is yes. We're still on yeah. track to leave in December. Yeah, okay. we've left already. Yeah, yeah I mean the transition, so transition every period, that transition period, all, yeah. every period ended. We're just yeah. out. Yeah. 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 So let me understand this clearly, and even if the listeners might have similar questions to me, so you're telling me because of coronavirus, possibly a little has been done with the Brexit negotiations. If if this continues to be so, come December. We're going to leave the EU with no, no deal. And this is going bad about like nobody's paying attention that, to this That's stuff. like, you know what that is? That's like putting cherry on the ice of the economy. Like that's literally like absolutely, like that's where you're basically just deciding, you know what, fuck the economy. Like, we might as well just all pack it all in. It's all going to shit. Yeah. 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 Like if we're willing to, if we're Every willing to. for themselves. Yeah. Listen guys, let's move to Canada. Oh, people <laughs> might take us as well, man. We're going to Canada. <laughs> That is mad. Yeah, I need to let that sink in, bro. We're gonna be in some mad recession come twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's crazy. Is, is, do you it's know crazy. any any preliminary figures um, in terms of how much we would have lost uh, leaving with no deal? Do, do you know? Oh, terms? they're saying that our economy Roughly. is gonna shit, stay shit by twelve percent. That's before just Brexit alone. That's, before, that's yeah. That's before. That's before the thing. That's However, before Corona. Yeah. Oh my god. However, um, the, the the interesting thing here is 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 that um, obviously now. Like Brexiteers are gonna say, oh, it's not because of Brexit, it's because of Corona. It's because of Corona, Corona. yeah. Hey. And and one more thing as well, just to add as well, guys, we're forgetting as well, yeah. Let's not forget this, because we've left the EU now, right? So before, all of our trade agreements with the rest of the world, like so, every other country was through the EU. Yeah. So we had trade agreements everywhere, now got all zero. through the EU. We have to replicate trade agreements with every single country in the world. Can yeah. you just that control C, control V? Who's in charge of what secretary is in charge of trade? Uh, it would be, it used to be, we used to have direct talking to um, Secretary of State for International Trade. I don't think we've got that no more. So it would, it would typically be between the Foreign Secretary and um, the Chancellor. I guess they would probably lead on it. Okay. Listen, Boris, I'm available. Control C, Control V, my guy. I got the rest. I got the remedy, right? Here. Where, where are we gonna have time in this in this current moment to make a deal with the EU plus all the other countries in the world? And what's to say that we even experts as Britain that will making negotiations like that? As we you said, we've had it for the last 30, 40 years. Whatever so, long, however so long as the EU EU's existed, right? I'm yeah. Just, uh, yeah. So okay. what they're saying is, is that we don't have the capacity of people. Yeah. who have expertise to in do trade it. deals yeah. because we've never had to do it. We yeah, couldn't we're even make a negotiation yeah. on PPE. Yeah, we're process, fucked. Let's, let's yeah. stop this debate. This is going to depress it's me. It's depressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did Max say you're creating only fans? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get here? What's How did he get here? That, bro? No, he did not hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Young, nah, come on. Don't listen to what the host. What are you I'm a stripping of his host title again. stripping? You're stripping only fans? Oh, man. Michael Stripper. What, what's only fans? I don't Describe know. It you, you said it. Nah, you said it. You, uh, what, you like, brought it up. Tell me. What is I heard it? you say I'm going to sign are up. Are you suggesting it? I don't know, man. I heard you say it. Is it do as you say? Is it one of them situations? What's that, bro? So obviously you is, do is it. Is that a segment in only fans or something? Is that section? Oh, man. All right, cool. I found this headline actually wild, yeah. I was just researching topics to talk about for this week here. And then, lo and behold, I read this. Conservative Party commits to own investigation on Islamophobia, but but the UK's largest Muslim body brands it as a facade. Yeah, bruv, 
Like basically, what happened is the Equality's watchdog yeah, said that they're going to probe the Conservative Party uh, for Islamophobia because there's been a lot of reports what, within of, the party. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's yeah. been a lot of reports of Islamophobia within the party. What the Conservative Party did encounter, they were like, "No, nah, you don't need to probe us. We're going to conduct this investigation ourselves." So it's that, it's that. Do you know? It's that a racist. Saying, ah, oh, shit, my cousin's auntie's brother's black, so I can't be racist. Can't no, so be. It's, like, it's, so, like, it's like a murderer being the judge for his own case. Yeah, yeah, that's a better Doesn't example. Who, who's making the complaints? Uh, I, I don't People know exactly who made or? the complaint, but I feel like... Is it, there's is been, there's it, there's been is it Muslim of, members within the party? Uh, yeah, yeah it, it must be. But I feel yeah. like there's, there's been a lot of instances of conservative MPs or people that are involved with the, with, the, with the conservative party being involved with like Islamophobic comments on social media and stuff like that. Actually, as a politician, Mete, What's your take on this? Like, it's not it's not new though, that's the thing. It's like they've been getting away with it for years. Like I don't know if you saw Nadine Doris Doris mm. this week, what she done. She's a concert she's a channel, she's the health minister. Mm. She she's shared a far right um, person's um, tweet about Keir Starmer on, on so it was a big news and then she had to delete it and then the whole media got onto it and again, no apology, public apology, no reference from Boris Johnson or no one. This woman is the health minister of the United Kingdom and she shared a far-right Twitter account, um, public pro- uh, basic tweet about how Keir Starmer during his time when he was the director of public Pro- prosecution service, um, about his, you know, like grooming and stuff <coughs> with, uh, in like Rotherham and that. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to say, the video tried to say that he covered it up and stuff. But the point is, she retweeted someone from Britain first. Yeah. Was the tweet Islamophobic? Huh? Was the tweet that she no, wrote? No, but she is first, gen- echoing uh, that person's thoughts. Yeah. yeah. What, what what my point is is this: it, that's one incident, right? Mm. I'm not necessarily saying that's Islamophobic. Did she get rid of it after? Yeah, she got rid of it after, straight after. Um, what I'm trying to say is, is like the Tories, they they have got a lot of MPs and a lot of members in them who have been Islamophobic, who've been also racist to black people, who've been racist to like, including the Prime Minister. Who, who said that you know the, that black people have watermelon smiles? Said that Muslim women are yeah, like thing. What does that even mean, bro? Like, this, what does that? What the fuck does that mean? That's what I'm trying to say. You lot are talking about like ministers. Just as Mete said, their own leader, the conservative leader, is Islamophobic himself. For real. So For real. it's going to reflect on the whole party in itself, right? For let real. me not lie. I think it's just um, politicians as a whole. It's let me not lie. So like conservatives have their own examples of Islamophobia, but. Recently, as of last month, oh, Labour had a leaked document Disgrace. of racism with that within that party of Diane Abbott as well. Mm. So I think it's it's not so much a it's conservative have it more than Labour, but it's more of a rep, it's more an indication of the representation of politicians as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I read um, the average age of politicians is fifty one, mm. and thirty three percent of them went private school, as mm. compared to seven percent, which is the general public. Mm. So it just shows they come from a different background. And they're not representing the country as a whole. It's skewed towards one way. Yeah, see, you know, it's funny you say that because um, so Eton College, yeah, right, has had twenty-five prime ministers now, uh, including Boris. Wow. Um, whereas the Labour Party only had like eight prime ministers. So no. Eton College has had more prime ministers than the second, la- well, the current second largest party. Yeah. Mm. So it's like, crazy. Do you know about like, the statistics of how many actual people? Um, how many politicians are actually of white descent? That I want to know as well. Because I, 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 it's, I think it's more so. It's like it's a scandal in the sense of what. Because obviously, I don't want to deviate too much from the point. That's a scandal in itself. That one 
they're allowed to conduct the inquiry themselves and two that these kind of things are happening in the first place like these yeah. kind of comments are are allowed to just pass by unpunished un you get what i'm saying nothing mm. nothing's coming over it but i think it's just it just begs a wider question of like who's representing us as a whole now, you get what i'm saying 100 percent well, the Conservative Party, though, like what I find shocking is always that leading members of the Conservative Party were pointing this out since 2010. Mm. So there's a lady called uh, Saida Wasi, yeah, yeah, who was saying that um, Islamophobia within the Conservative Party has um, exceeded the dinner table speech, as in like, it's become like just normal for you to talk outside the comfort right, of your own home yeah. about Muslims are this and Muslims are that. She said that in 2010. Yeah. 2018, we had an example of Boris Johnson um, saying Muslim women look like letterboxes. That's you know what I mean? Too. September 2019, bro, the, the, the BBC did an investigation on the Conservative Party. They said there's been over 20 new cases in the party of uh, MPs and councillors being suspended for retweeting and sharing Islamophobic comments on social media. And it's that all these things are happening, but I feel like they're not getting the mainstream attention as much as they should do. I feel like if... Because um, of the media. It's because of the media, bro. Everything is... Uh, the person to blame is the media for everything. That's... Cool, so now that, that, that we've got to this place, let me ask this. Do you feel like Muslims are basically just um, that you could just say whatever the hell you I don't want think to say it's about just Muslims. Muslims? I don't think it's just I Muslims. Think, I think you know, the, the, the problem with me is, yeah, like the is, is the fact that they're associating all the bad stuff with Islam. That, that That's with Muslims in general. So say if they're, let's take for example what the tabloids say about, in the newspapers about, so if a white person was to um, kill someone, do a terrorist act, they wouldn't say... A white person does this. Say man did yes. This. If a Muslim person was to do it, they'll go Muslim man. So it all comes back to the media. And because of the, look how many people read the media at the end of the day, they're gonna. Of, of course, they're gonna have that stereotype and mindset mindset after mm. reading that of how Muslims are actually being portrayed. Mm. But um, it's, I just keep getting back to this point. But it's like, cool, these things are happening. But I want to know why. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. I want to get to the root cause of why they feel comfortable to. To, to, to basically cuss people from that descent, people mm. from that religion, for mm. example, like where is this coming from? Is it background? Is it how they were raised up? Do you get what I'm saying? And then obviously, once, once we've now established why they're doing it, is there not a way where we can get people who are representing us who don't have those views? Mm. Or, do you get what I'm saying? Pick mm. people from different backgrounds. Mm. You kind of have to get to the root of the cause mm. rather than just saying, oh, it's wrong, da, 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 da. they should be punished. Why are they, why are they saying these things? Cool. I can break it down to you, fam. Islamophobia became a thing since 9 11. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Mm-hmm. But it really accelerated since the recession. And what history has always taught us whenever there's a recession, people like to blame the misfortune or their misfortune on others. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like with this one, it was Muslim. That's my take on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, what's it called? A lot of people start seeing, like, for example, if you go to the north, like outside of London, um, a lot of the, the a lot of the Muslim communities, the Pakistani communities, they have their own businesses, stuff like that, and like their, their businesses are probably flourishing and stuff, and other people didn't have their jobs. So I feel like a lot of people started to hate from that perspective, and then on top of that as well, fam, I also feel oh shit, I was gonna say something completely, com- yeah, the media as well, fam. If you look at, if you look in the media, like uh, Kabir said. Whenever a Muslim does something, they like to em- emphasize and highlight the fact that he's Muslim. So if you live, let's say, if you live in a, in a little village outside of Newcastle, you've never seen a Muslim in your life, but all the information that you're getting about Muslims is coming from the sun and coming from the Daily Mail, and it's always negative, that's going to shape an opinion in your mind of Muslims. Do you know what I mean? So when you start, when you see a Muslim, when you hear of a Muslim, automatically you're just going to hate them. But Do you know what I mean? The, question, the and, question I'm trying to ask is, the people so like specific i understand exactly yeah. what you're saying yeah and obviously that's why we're hearing these things and seeing these things in the news and whatnot yeah. but why those people in particular 
Do you yeah. think that's just a reflection of the wider public, or? Um, so yeah, I think you got to look at. I think it's, the, the thing is, is this is a far right ideology, right? And the difference is now to before, well, or like say 10, 15 years ago, as, as quick as short as that, is that the far right have started to exert influence in power. Mm, mm. So they're basically, so when you look at the Daily Mail, for example, right? Uh, Lord Rothermere, who used to own it back in May, and we're not talking too long ago, we're talking like seven years ago, he was openly supporting Hitler. Yeah. This is the owner of the Daily Mail newspaper, who by the way, is passed down to his descendants. It's not like, it's a public body. Mm-hmm. This is a privately owned company, mm-hmm. right? They've got their own ideologies. They're trying to shape the way people think. Yeah. That's why they want people like Boris Johnson elected because what they want is, is they want people who are going to fit in line with the type of society they're trying to build. Mm. So the difference between now, like, and say like, say 10, 15 years ago, is, is that the, the big media companies, for example, the people who own them, like your Murdoch's or this, they're trying to spread that, you know, they come from a more, much more, far-right ideology where they're trying to sort of shape society yeah. to kind of fit around what they want it to be. So essentially what you're saying is because obviously these, these big media companies have these far-right ideologies, yeah. they're somewhat perpetuating a negative stereotype on sure. Islamophobia mm-hmm. and also endorsing people who may share this sort of stereotype. Absolutely. And it comes back to Mo's point basically, which is that, you know, what they then do is, is they start to create news which puts those people on bad light. So today, for a classic example was today. Earlier, we were talking about teachers going back, I mean, kids going back to school, right? I don't know if you lost the Daily Mail, the Daily Mail um, headline today. It was like, let the kids go, let, let the teachers go back to, to teach what they want to do, mm. right? But the teachers are saying, they don't want to, they don't want to do it. Mm. But what the Daily Mail is trying to say is that, is that the unions are blocking it and the unions are causing problems and actually teachers are thing. And now what they're trying to do is they're trying to create this narrative that if the teachers don't go back, that they're, they're being in detriment of the kids. So it's like they're trying to change the public narrative. So what they're trying to do is, is get people like me and you to think that any teacher that doesn't go to the school it's is thinking, yeah, yeah. not a nice person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, just to add to Mete's point as well, he was talking about far-right movements. If you think about it, there's a, there's a few big far-right movements that are actually portraying this ideology of Islamophobia. So we got um, Britain's First, yeah. EDL. Yeah. They've got a big social networking, yeah, big yeah. social networking yeah. following on, on Facebook, Twitter, everything like that. So they're spreading that ideology as well. So the, so the average man that didn't actually have someone to blame because they, they're seeing, oh, Britain's First are saying this, EDL are saying that they're going to get this ideology as well, which is then going to stem on and pass on. So it's it's got to do with these far-right movements, especially. Uh, just to go back to your point, Mike, um, from earlier on, I don't have the percentage, but the number of uh, white MPs are um, currently 500 and... Uh, so it's 650 altogether, right? So basically, the ethnic minority like MPs are 52. Yeah, 52. Uh, of how many? Yeah. 625? Uh, six, uh, 650. Wow, wow. Oh, man. Okay, so then, obviously, with all of this being said, I've taken all of your points on board. How do you think... <laughs> nah, for real, because obviously, like, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because I want to learn myself, yeah, do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why... But then also, how do you think we can counter it? Do you get what I'm saying? Do you know what? I feel like once people um, have the privilege of living together, nine times out of ten, a lot of the misconceptions, because they're all misconceptions, a lot of the misconceptions will be broken down. 
Do you know what I mean? It's literally that. Because if you look at people like the EDL, Britain First, when they do their marches in London, they come by the coach girls from places from outside the London. There's not really a lot of people that were, you know, raised in London with like the different mixtures of cultures and stuff like that that yes. follow that ideology. Mm. So I think it's just a fact of people just need to get used to each other, fam. I think okay. um, if we're talking about Islamophobia in general and how we can tackle that, I feel as if there needs to be a lot more representatives of Islam. Mm. So, um, for instance, they say that Muslims don't integrate with one another and stuff like that. If there was actually a Muslim person that was to go out into each community and force the, these uh, Muslim people to like integrate within society, so they go to these English colleges, learn how to speak English, stuff like that, then there will be a more sense of integration as well. That's just another for everyone. Thing as well, That's for everyone. Another, just thing, an- another point I'll mention as well, um, talk about Islamophobia, a lot of this Islamophobic um, stuff comes from um, Islamists so like people are doing terrorist acts and extremism it's definitely built up from these acts so I feel like you need a representative to actually voice voice what Islam actually is well, so I'll tell you I'll give you a point I'll give you a point wait, 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 hold up let, um, let me just finish so I'll give you a point um, just over 10 years ago when Labour government were into effect so I don't know if you guys heard of Dr Zakir Naik he's basically a yeah, um, uh, is, 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 is Islamic speaker very like world renowned probably the best speaker that i've ever heard the way he simplifies the quran and everything perfect so the label what's, what's his name dr zakir naik um so he's, he's an actual doctor as well but he's he's indian born but um so so basically the labor government were actually in talks with him to actually bring him over to the uk and give these talks and stuff to try and influence these young muslim people to follow the correct path of islam he's indian yeah he's indian yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of in, uh, Muslims in India, bro. Um, so yeah, so that so he got his five-year visa for UK. Everything, everything was in place. What happened straight after the Conservative government came into place? What did Theresa May do? Banned him, banned him from the UK. Do you get what I'm trying to say? For what? They, they were taking quotes out of his out of his talks. Yeah. yeah but they weren't given the whole context. Mm, mm. So he was saying stuff like. Um, George Bush is a terrorist as well, but he basically said anyone that kills an innocent human being within Islam, it is as though they've killed the whole of humanity themselves. Yeah, okay. just, that was his whole office, talk of what it's about. Her thoughts of that was, are oh, he's back in terrorists. Now with like, you, it doesn't make I'm sense. Yeah, she was I'm mad still. She was the Home Office. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, home secretary. Uh, sec- home secretary. Home so, secretary. Yeah. so she was bound to do that, man. Oh, they're a bit preaching right now. <laughs> For real. What was I going to say when I was asking your question earlier? I made the link, but I didn't explain the link, man. So I'm going to explain it quickly because people are going to think, what the fuck? When I said um, things that Islamophobia, that it came about during the recession, it's because I studied history. And in history, when I was studying Nazi Germany, the Nazi Germany ideology grew within the, the Great Depression during that period. So what happened was people like Hitler use people's um, depression and lack of funds to blame it on another group of people. And yeah. then we all know how that ended. Yeah. And it's that the same thing kind of replicate. History always repeats itself. And you see it replicating in hard times. So obviously you've got another recession coming up now. So only God knows what's going to happen then. Mm-hmm. And um, in relation to what Kabir was saying, I was going to I was gonna ask you something, just, be, just to be the devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I feel like I grew up in Manchester, yeah, yeah? and like in a heavily white area. Yeah. And uh, I've got nothing but love for them. But what I'm trying to say is this, that whenever a terrorist attack happens, especially when ISIS came about and yeah. stuff, 
I always I go on my Facebook and stuff because that's where all my Manchester friends are, and I always see them talking about Muslims in a negative way, yeah. or you feel compelled that you have to defend Islam or Muslims. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Should should that be your responsibility? Should that always no. be the Muslim representative? Do you no, know what I mean? No, because, no you shouldn't. Yeah? But then that comes back to the ideology of them people. So it it all stems down to the media, as I said. The main cause of Islamophobia is the media. The way they represent Islam isn't correct. So of of course these um, white people of white descent. Um, from from Manchester um, or whatever will see Muslims in that way because they're only reading what's in the media do you get mm, what I'm trying to say mm. like if they just said if the media just said a terrorist done this rather than saying he's from a Muslim descent or whatever we wouldn't have this problem mm, so, like so, just call him a terrorist don't call him a Muslim man yeah, that's terrorist yeah. attack but if, you know, do you get what I'm trying the, to say the funny thing is the, what, the, what the, they would say in response to you is, is because they'll say they say that because he's done it in the name of, okay. of yeah. Yeah. however the funny the irony with that is is when you get far right terrorists yeah. you do it in the name of like their own beliefs for example exactly. they would always kind of refer to it as like a mental health, health issue illness. exactly lone wolf attacks never yeah, terrorist attack exactly but th- this is what I mean as well I feel like they've got a lack of understanding of Islam in general mm. like if anyone knows like Islam doesn't teach that so the, the people that are actually doing it mm. in the in the name of their religion, mm. you can it, look. The Quran don't teach that, so they're obviously they're obviously doing it wrong. Do you get mm. what I'm trying to say? So mm. they shouldn't be named as a Muslim because mm. they're not. Can, can I just say something here as well? Though? Yeah, I think fundamentally we're missing the point, which is that whenever we speak about Islam or sort of um, yeah, like Muslims for example, it's always spoken about like where outsiders coming into the UK, for example, and we're living here as outsiders. I think one thing that we need to make clear is that Islam is not a race, right? Mm. It's a religion in which people, and you could be well, British, you English. Might, you might find it like that because it's a Christian country, isn't it? No, but there are English Christian people. State. No, it's a thing, but what I'm saying is there are English people. They say, who go are, back to Islam. You know what I mean? They think it's a country. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's, not, it's not a country, and that's the thing. So even like, you know, like with, um, I don't know if you don't know, but you know, like Islamic State, for example, ISIS, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, most countries opted to call it Daesh. The reason why they call it Daesh is Islam because it doesn't have the word Islam. Yeah, it? because then otherwise it kind of like, in a way, without even realizing mentally, mentally, like like Kabir said, some people who have no interaction with Muslims, for example, when they associate the word the Islamic State, you're thinking that's how an actual Islamic State looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. Actually, I'm gonna play devil's advocate a little bit because I I kind of see I don't really see like these bad people within that community being held accountable mm. if that makes sense yeah. so, I know, okay. so I, know, okay. I know you're saying we, you guys don't you shouldn't have to come out and say that we're not like that we're, 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 we're yeah. good guys which yeah. I know for a fact they are good people and they're yeah. bad people in every single yeah, way of course. Yeah. however um, you, because you don't have that kind of leader um, like an Islamic leader like, like worldwide mm. or even nationally you don't really see someone come out and say look con- con- basically con- condemning that this really but, bad acts does that make sense mm, but mm, yeah. it, there would be leaders if it was if there was actually allowed to be these Muslim leaders yeah. if they were to be, if they were put in the limelight then there would be there would be a lot of influence but that's the thing can they be put in the limelight because if, if I'm honest with you a lot what the media portrays as Islam they get these people like Anjum Chowdhury and stuff like that who are who are actually terrorists and, mm. and do hate preach that's who they put yeah, as a symbol of Islam if class. they actually put people good Muslims as representatives, then people wouldn't have this mindset. Don't you think it's just more about like um, 
like I, you, you touched on integration so like people like Muslim people from specific communities mm-hmm. like learning mm-hmm. English embedding themselves within society yeah. I think to me that's a better option than just having a leader because mm. it's essentially just going to be my word versus theirs yeah. you get yeah. what I mean yeah. like exactly, yeah. if you have a leader in this country and he's saying he's advocating for yeah. Islam and just preaching the, the principles and just the benefits and whatnot of Islam and you've got someone on the other side who's going against Islam and that's a prominent figure like you mentioned like the mm. Daily Mirror for example it's just our word versus theirs that's yeah. not changing it's anyone's true. opinion out of some white guy random yeah. white guy out in Manchester do you get what I mean exactly. integration and, is more important and, when you deal with people from other cultures other religions yeah. you gain first hand experiences then you form your own yeah. opinions yeah. rather than taking the media's opinion do you get so, what I mean no, no, exactly. I, hear you, I hear you my take on it is this fam number one why should you have a leader fam first of all we're humans mm-hmm. we're humans we, we shouldn't ha- need you shouldn't have the need to always have to justify another human's action just because they screamed my God's name before they killed someone. Yeah. Do you know what 100%. I mean? And if people want to hold Muslims accountable, then let's all, let's make it fair. What about people like Jim Jones in America? He was a church leader that, that, that was claiming Christianity. He told his followers to get on a plane, took them to some part of Latin America, and then yeah. got them all to poison themselves. Why isn't Christianity being, you know, why is no one pointing the fingers at Christianity for that? Do you know what I mean? And there's other religions that have examples of bad people using that religion to fulfill their aims. So it's that if you want to keep that energy with Muslims, cool, but keep that energy consistent when it comes to other groups as well. That's what I want to say about that. Yeah, that's it. Um, Just to go back to uh, Mike's point about the integration, you again, you hit it spot on there because if you think about it in London, there's a lot more understanding about what Islam is because, so say that for yourself, so you got Muslim friends like me, Mateo, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. and Mo. So, so you would you understand you would understand the religion more because you chill with people like us. Yeah. In these other areas, there's not there's not a wide um, population of, of Muslims, and yeah. that's why they have the lack of understanding, and that's why they turn to the media. So again, I'll keep carrying on saying this: it all stems back to the media. So yeah, man. What can be done? What can be done? That's the million dollar question. Yeah, that's actually a million dollar question. Right, the best thing that you can do is look like it's just everyone. It's it's down to everyone. I don't feel we should well, just have to justify. I got a it. question though. So sorry, I'm gonna word gonna come off this point. Looking on the outside of someone's non-Muslim, I feel that obviously the, the time you look, get the abuse the most is when something bad's happened. happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, does, is that is that true? Yeah, but it's it's the same thing with like it's not just. I think look, yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is like I think we yeah. So for example, if someone commits an attack, then obviously you see a rise of Islamophobia. Mm-hmm. It's same thing with Jewish people. Every time Israel does something back bad, for mm-hmm. example, yeah, all Jewish people are held accountable, or they felt like they have to justify why Israel's doing what when actually mm-hmm. they don't have to justify what, mm-hmm. what Israel's doing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with like with black people as well. Like I feel like. There are, this is the problem, it's like, you know, we're all put into this, like, we're talking about, you're talking about billions of people, like Muslims, right? There are billions. 1.1 billion, I think, Muslims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're talking about, basically, I have, like, I have to justify whatever someone does, like, from around the world. Why do I, do you know what I mean? You have got no interaction, whatever. And these times you just want to pay your bills, your taxes, you just and live a normal life. Bro, <laughs> the thing is, though, sometimes it's down to us, like, don't give it oxygen. Like, it's true. just focus on yourself. There's a lot of ignorance, man. But the thing is, when it comes to not giving it oxygen, fam, you can only give things not oxygen to a certain extent. So, like, if you don't give it oxygen, but the finger's growing and it's getting to a point where, like, you you get worried for your sisters that might that might wear a headscarf because they're easier targets, then something needs to be addressed. Do you know what I mean? So, it's like it does, it does. But then again, bro, you have to think of your mental health because if I 
if I got angry and upset about every single thing that happens to black people, I'm not gonna feel well, bro. Yeah. The I amount of times, the amount of times we're abused, like it's too much. Bro. And you, you don't want to fall into the trap where you end up hating society. Exactly. Well, yeah. You don't. People. But you don't you, if them. everyone has that mindset and don't take a stand, then it's only gonna get worse. As most. hundred percent. So it's, that, it's finding that balance. And do you know what? Do you know what annoys me as well? It's like the, the same people that actually are is Islamophobic and stuff like that. They'll say, oh yeah, the te- your um, your holy book preaches this and that. You'll ask them what verse it says that, they won't even know, bro. They're going back to the media. Do you know what I'm trying to say? That's what I know. Go back to Islam, oh. mate. Why? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say that. It's bare noise, bro. You know what's annoying, bro? If you want to be Muslim, be Muslim. If you want to be Christian, be Christian. Do your thing, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, we live in Why can't everyone just what, go what, back there? What, what, what I love about London is the fact that we're so like what diverse. Country, yeah. yeah, man. And we all like, you know, whether you believe in the faith or you don't believe in the faith, whatever you are, like, we accept you the way you are, man. No, that's it, bro. And not even accept you, celebrate the way you are. Exactly, That's yeah. it, bruv. Very, very true. Now, mm-hmm. that, that topic was very heated, man. You hear me? That, that's probably like therapy to a certain This one. To be honest, I don't know much about the pharmaceutical industry. I don't know if you man do, but um, it kind of just it hit me because it was a little bit contra- that it was it was it was weird, man. But anyways, basically, um, there's a UK drugs company called um Grax- GlaxoSmithKline, yeah. and um, they were campaigning against health reforms in the US, so something similar to the NHS in America. What I find weird about it, I'll let you man know. After that, I don't really have much of an opinion on the matter. Is the fact that this is a UK company. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like it comes from a country where we have the NHS, and this is something that we're proud of. I bet if you walk into the offices, they're like, "Thank you, NHS." They've probably got them banners there. Do you know what I mean? They're doing the clap. So <laughs> they do the clap eight o'clock on the first day. They need to so, drop this claps, man. Let <laughs> me not lie. On the other day, I was in Tesco, yeah. and it was, I, I didn't know it was gonna coincide, but I was in Tesco Thursday, yeah. 8, eight p.m. Everyone just stopped what they were doing, just started clapping. I can't lie, it looked like the weirdest shit. It's ridiculous, bro. It's pants, it's gunshots now. I'm having gunshots in my head. You got groceries in your hand, In my head, I'm just thinking, like, imagine if you just, like, you was in a coma for the last six months. Mm. You woke up and then you just went Tesco. You don't know what's happened. And then you go in, everyone's wearing masks. 8 pm, everyone just stops, drops what they're doing. You're moving the trolley. People, the cashier scanning the, the onions and the cabbage just stop. Just clapping. Everyone clapping. Wait. So it looks like the weirdest shit in the world. If I woke up, I woke up, I'd be like, thank you. I'll be thinking the clapping for me. Like, it's a fact. I'll, think, I'll be thinking I'm still in the coma. <laughs> Some inception shit. <laughs> it's a dream, it must be. Like. But yeah, so what I was trying to say is that a British company being sat in against something that us as British people respect and love so much. What do you mean I think of that? Wait, say that, company, say that again. So wait, say that again. So a British company, a pharmaceutical company with the name of GlaxoSmithKline, um, they've been campaigning in the US against any form of health reforms over there. Is there anything similar to what we have? My friend, we have problems here. We have over there. Thank you, thank you. Okay. They provide pharmaceuticals. Are they world renowned for providing pharmaceuticals? I think it's a big company. So then, America. They must be a big provider for America. Yes, of course. So then, they do have. It sounds American anyway. This is a British company. No, they have the right to actually. I hear that, but it's just a contradictory thing that stuck that 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 you know um, I mean, for me that you said they're providing pharmaceuticals to america but they're yeah. british companies so i'm assuming they're providing it here as course, well yeah. so yeah. wouldn't you rather i mean they say you've got to take care of home first mm. you know i mean look try inwards and try and improve our situation before you start no, looking elsewhere what if their I, biggest market is america no like, as a business think about it as a business mm, perspective mm, mm, exactly and i think the thing is is what you're forgetting is that from their perspective they're probably looking at it and thinking all right cool like in the u in the uk they have one provider right so, which is the NHS. Mm. Yeah. Um, whereas in the US, 
Private and a lot there's so many different uh, things. So, for yeah, example, what there is, it's, a, it's a competition out there, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Supply demand. Exactly. You're yeah. pitching big money. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's their. That's why they're probably arguing. That's. I'm not trying to say that's right. By the way, I'm mm-hmm. just saying that's what they're. The so you reckon it's business motivated? Yeah. Business but, but the question is though. You said they're campaigning on health reform. Yeah. No. He, they're against any health reform Form. in America. In America. So they okay. they wanted to say how it is now, like where it's all expensive and everything. Because they benefit. Because they benefit. Because they sell a lot. Of, they sell, sell to the yeah. Jobs. Okay. Yeah. Whereas if you had some sort yeah. of like free Medicare system or like yeah. one provider, they'll probably have to drop the prices. Yeah. And stuff for their because you have only one buyer. So. How do they really? No wonder that's why they're in America then, because they're not really profiting from Britain, are they? Exactly. Well, no, they can still that's what profit we're trying to say from Britain, but not as much. Yeah. The profit margins will, will be higher when you've got yeah. like, more people to sell to. Mm. So, what is that? Is your question is is it unethical? Is that is that what you mean? It's one hundred percent unethical. It matters anyway. <coughs> but I just wanted to see you man's take on that, and you man's opinions on that matter. I, if it's I, business motivated, it's business. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, I do. Republican Mac is back. Man said Republican. Don't pay me in that. Don't pay me. I'm not Republican at all. Really, <laughs> as I was saying, like if it's business motivated, that makes sense. Like yeah. you want the most money for your company. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. But obviously, from a moral point of view, it's like as a company, you should probably want to care about your own system first. You got I mean, you try, you should try and look to improve the NHS first and foremost before it just looks bad. It just yeah, looks bad. Yeah, yeah. What you saying, Matty? Um, for me, no. I was just gonna say. I think Lenny like summed it up like actually quite well. Last time I spoke to him about this, we were talking about like sort of the whole issue around Medicare in America, and it's just like crazy how expensive it is there. But he summed it up really well because it was like if you broke your leg, you can't work. Or like for example, like if we're not healthy as human beings, mm. right? You can't have an like a productive economy, for example, right? So like it's crazy to even think that. There are systems and there are countries out there where you have to pay to get health service when you already pay tax. No, okay. So why why I feel like the biggest contribution of my tax should be healthcare. Do you know what I'm saying? Because like, bro, in America, you go to like see your GP, for example, like your family doctor, <clears throat> you're spending nine hundred dollars like just half an hour. For yeah, what? This is crazy. Nuts, bro. It's actually nuts. What happened to Obamacare, by the way? I said that was something similar to... Well, it's, it's, still, it's, Obama, it's, it's still there. What was it? It's Break it down, what was it? So Obamacare was essentially, it was like, so you know they have, so the way it works in America, yeah, is like you have, everyone has private medical care insurance yes. through their work and stuff. What Obamacare was trying to do was basically make sure that everyone had um, a private, I mean, I think healthcare insurance where they can get uh, sort Basically. of like treatment, exactly. Okay. Um, the, the problem is obviously with Trump, he scaled that back massively. Um, what Biden's trying to say is he wants that to no, enforce that. So if he's trying to... Yeah, but, but what, 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 is it something that you have to pay for continuously anyway? So was it like um, some sort of health insurance? Or was it just... No, everyone... Uh, no, under Obama's scheme, everyone has a thing, a basic level of like... Um, okay, health insurance. Okay, that's my question. Yeah. I can't believe I missed this one out. Hey, today I woke up here. I was chilling, minding my business. It started <laughs> off as a great day. Then I grabbed my phone. And then I think someone posted it on their story and I see congestion charge to go up £15. Oh, it ruined yeah. my day, fam. It ruined my fucking day. Uh, what I want to know is, um, number one, why do we have to foot the bill once again? And number two, what's you man's thoughts in the whole um, situation? I think, so in terms of the congestion charge thing is, um, a point I made um, 
earlier to Mete um, earlier in the day was so the way I see it is the government is they're spending a lot of money think about it, during this corona pandemic they're spending a lot of money forking out a lot of money for businesses employees like such as the furlough scheme and stuff like that I feel like they're just trying to look for ways in making that money back first of all second of all they're trying to avoid people from maybe driving in these central London spaces as well because of this corona thing I don't think so I, I, I don't know it's not it's, it's what it is yeah when you look at it like 1.6 billion baby that TFL for 1.6 billion no, the bailout is only a billion. All right, whether it's a billion or one point six billion. No, but we're talking about the congestion charge, not the. Yeah, but it links to the to the bailout. It's a it's a condition that's attached to it. It's 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 it's, yeah. it's, it's nothing. It's nothing in the grand scheme of things in terms of what they've had to borrow. Right, when you're talking about the fact that your biggest transport provider, right, is about to go bust, one billion or one point six billion is nothing. It's nothing because yeah. you're talking about millions of people not being able to move back when you try exactly. to to go work as well. Exactly. The point here is quite clearly there's two things. One, we've got an election coming up next year for Mayor of London race. What they've done is is clearly is they they know that TFO was going to go to was potentially going to be um, bust because of obviously of the of the, the 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 loss of the finance coming in and obviously because it's it's expensive to operate. So what they've done is is basically they're attached conditions uh, that in, to give that money to, to, to the mayor uh, or to TfL and that's basically removing the under 18s pass for free the freedom pass for certain times um, and of course that like, increasing congestion charge and the reason why they've done that is very smart because all three of those things are things that you're easily affected by like it affects you the next day mm. you know what I say it's visible things that you see and what they know is the person who's going to get be held accountable for that, is the mayor of London who they're trying to get rid of. The second reason why they've done that as well, and this is where we all fall into the trap, is yet again, you know, Lenny touched upon this last week about how amazing the government is like at deflecting sort of the blame. Mm-hmm. It's yet again, we're falling to this point where somehow we're talking about the mayor of London, um, for example, about congestion charge or whatever, yep. but clearly it's not in his control because he's trying to save Londoners from having a transport service, yep. right? But then Boris Johnson and all these people who've been effing up on stuff like PPE and everything, when no one's talking about it. First things, notice how that always, they've always deflected it at the end of the week. Yeah. Like last week, what was it? It was that guy chopping one one bird. <laughs> oh, yeah. Another, um, thing is, it's, yeah. another thing is, yeah, it's funny how they blame specifically one person. When, when all this PPE stuff and stuff was happening, they were saying the government. They were just branding it as the government doing all these mistakes. Mm. Why? Why are they just mentioning Sadiq's, Sadiq's name? It's, it's so petty as well. You know how petty they are. One of the conditions they're attached to, I forgot to mention, is they're saying in all of like TFLs, you know, like their billboards in the stations and stuff, or like you know, like advertisements. They're saying, yeah, you know how, like for example, the mayor of London has his advertisements on there. They're saying they're not allowed to put that no more, oh, and they they only have to they have to put government published advertisement from now on. They're petty. That's how petty they are. Do you know what I'm saying? So what they're trying to do is they're like, yeah, we're going to give you the 1.6 billion because we know you, you need it. Otherwise, you're going to be held accountable for the fact that the whole transport network fell down and we've got nothing to do with it because, you know, we're the government and we don't have to involve when actually they should be stepping involved. But then they're getting so petty to the point where they're even saying you have to use our advertising. I hear you, I hear you. So two things quickly. I think a lot of the reason why people are upset with Khan, even though it's not all his fault, is the fact that it's something so transparent um, 
which is why people are upset. It's something that's used every day. Like, things like tax and stuff, you don't see that, so you're not going to be too as upset as something as the transport yeah. um, going up where you know you're paying for that daily and um, it's coming out of your, pos- your physical pocket. Secondly, they're talking about things like um, uh, Freedom Pass not being uh, free at certain times, right? Have they thought about the practicality with that? Because you just show a card, right? You don't actually pay for anything. You just, you've got your card and that's it. So how do you go about even paying for that? I, 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 don't, I know you probably don't know the internet. Of course, it will just be that, that used at matter. certain times. If it's past that time, then you have to pay. So what, the driver's just going to say, okay, look, yeah, it's this time. Sorry, mate, you can't, you can't you use it. You've got, you got, got so many questions. Make, doesn't make sense. I've got so many questions. Uh, number one, to, about your freedom pass, because I just started thinking about this now. Um, I swear you can't get on the bus from the front anyway. Yeah. Yeah. To protect for the buses now, from coronavirus. Yeah, so yeah, if, virus, if they're yeah. saying all these changes are going to be effective from Monday, if you have a freedom pass, how are you going to show it to the driver in the first place? It you can't run. It's free at the moment. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, so, so it doesn't make sense. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is this, fam. So London has one of the biggest economies in Europe. Yeah. yeah. If the transport system was to fail, that affects the economy in a big way, right? So that Sadiq Khan, the way I look at it is this, and maybe I'm naive to think this way, and I know that he was limited in his options, but he could have played that hand. Do you know what I mean? If he was to threaten that, that he's going to close down the transport system because um, they're not giving him the funding and we let the people know that it's the government's fault. That, the, the, let, me, let me just yeah. finish my point and then you can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah? That, that would have added pressure 100%. That's the way I look at it. Yeah? And number two, for you to come up with this announcement today on Friday and telling us from, from Monday... We're gonna to have to pay 15 pounds congestion, and that and now it's extended not just from 6 p.m. up until 10 p.m. seven days a week. Oh, that's a bit nuts. The time as well. Yeah, 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 that, that, yeah. That's a bit oh. nuts. At least, at least give us a chance to you know get our affairs in order. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I feel like that whole situation, even though Sadiq Khan was limited in his options, and there's not much that he could have done due to the government applying that pressure on him. It's I feel like it's not I, pressure. I, I feel like I feel like the whole situation could have been handled better no, for right. the public. Okay, so let's start clarify a few things. So firstly, it's not an issue of pressure. Firstly, it's, a, it's, it's, it's an ultimatum that you have, and you're having to make a decision about whether there's going to be thousands of people who are going to lose their jobs overnight who work for TfL, and also whether the busiest network of transport is going to go bust in, in a matter of hours because you're willing to basically stand on principle and not think. So you have to understand that from his perspective, he's been forced into making that decision because otherwise everything will collapse. Now you can sit there and say, oh yeah, he, you know, he should have took a principle position and he shouldn't have accepted this, this, that. All right, cool. Are you, let me just ask you a question. Are you going to be the one tomorrow who's going to have to come out and talk to the thousands of families of TFO staff members who don't have a job. Yeah. Secondly, mm-hmm. yep. secondly, are you going to be the one coming out tomorrow and also saying, oh, it's fine that we don't have no more buses or trains busing tomorrow because, you know, let, let, let Boris Johnson asleep. But who's going to be voting next year when the London mayor elections come up? Who's going to be voting? It's the public. Bro, you're talking about... Answer my question. Okay, let me ask a question. Who's going to be voting next year? Okay, but let me ask my question. Let me, let me ask you a question, sorry, pardon me. Mo, you're talking about collapsing a transport system overnight. Hear me out, let me finish what I want to say. Overnight, which provides for 8 million people. Exactly. On the point of principle. Well, That's just 8 have. million. However, quickly, quickly, right? Exactly. So you're telling I'm me, right? So, this, so the TFL, they make around 4 billion a year, which they allegedly put back into the company, right? So you're telling me, you, you obviously know what happens, like how, how, how much in terms of reserves you have until... The, the, the actual whole company will go bust, right? 
So you knew from the beginning that we're going to have to scale back the tra- transport and the TFL is probably going to go free for a while. You're telling me you couldn't pattern anything that you could keep on your side and negotiate. You're telling me you can do no, none of that. So, yeah. and, it, and if you couldn't, why have you not spoken about what you have managed to save and, and, and keep for us? So, so let's, let's get this straight, yeah? I think what you're forgetting, bro, is, is that they've already been scaled back for eight weeks. So they, they, you're, you're talking about a, tra- a transport service who has very little income for the last eight weeks and have been operating around 75%. So their, their, their expenditure it's in terms is, is so, so high anyway because they cater for eight million people. Yes, I get that. Right? And they've had very little income and they operate at 75%. Now, you, I think, you know, the way you look at it is, oh yeah, I've got 4 billion income. It doesn't work like, you know, a lot of that 4 billion is reinvested anyway. No, so, yeah, I get yeah. that. But you're, you're actually answering, like, you're, you're actually, you're like, putting, you're putting more like weight on my, what I'm trying to say. You're going to know that you're going to go bust in seven weeks. You're telling him you can't pan anything. Yeah, but they have been trying to have those conversations. So what is it he, what is it he did manage to keep for us? He got us a 1.6 billion bailout. Let me, let me, let me, back to your question. Or, or the other option, he got He kept the TFL for us. That's not yeah. what I'm asking. He kept the TFL for right, us. No, let's look the, at the, the options. Okay, I'm talking about the conditions. Right. The conditions right. within that 1.6 billion. Okay, guys, let's look at the That's my question. All right, so listen to what I'm saying to you, yeah? The, the options are this, right? You've got, this, you've got TFL, <laughs> which is a, a separate entity, which is about to go bust, right? Which we, he knows that. He's been trying to have conversations with the government to get bailed out. Right. Yes. If yeah. it doesn't get bailed out, it's going to go to public administration. Yes. Once it goes to public administration, it that means that it, it can get either privatized, yeah. in which the prices will go mad when you look at national rail, yeah. how much it is to go to Manchester and places like that. Yeah. yeah. Or the government will have to come in then as well, and then it, it's just crazy a whole lot right. of thing. Now, in order to get that money from the government, yes. that's the conditions they've attached. Now, now my question is, was he not able to pattern any conditions to keep? Or something to add within those seven weeks of knowing but it's going to go bust. But they, that's they my did, question. They did a budget. Right. Okay, that's, that's, that's my answer then. Yeah. That's my. That's what I'm looking for. All I'm going to say on that matter is here yeah, that next year the people that are going to be voting are the people who now have to pay fifteen pound for congestion. <laughs> the people. Let me just finish my yeah. point, bro. The people that just had the freedom pass taken, yeah, yeah. and the kids that are about to turn eighteen that had their student travel taken away. So what I'm trying to say is, fam. If you're, if you're a politician, you're trying to leave a legacy, don't piss off the public. It, it, with that, with okay. that one, I know yeah, what you're going to say. You're going to say it's not him, it's Boris Johnson. No, 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 I'm not even going to say but, that. But with that one, fam, it could have been paid in a different way so that the blame would be shifted from him and add pressure to the government for him to get the situation. Okay, so, so just on your point about the blame shift being blamed. All right, cool. Let's say, yeah, let's play out your scenario, okay? Let's walk it through. So mm. I'm, I'm, I'm the mayor of London right now. Uh, Kibbe is the government and he's saying to me, these are the conditions you attach. I say, you know what? I'm not going to do it because you know why? Because next year I want to win the election. I don't want to be remembered for for under 18s yeah. not uh, think me taking away their rights to travel or pensioners or whatever. But you want to be that. remembered for saving TFL. Hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. So do you know what? Hold on, hold on. Let me clear out my scenario. Yeah. So do you know what? To make it even worse. Yeah, I'm gonna let's let it go bust. Whole thing, yeah. Let it go bust. Guess what? And in which case, under 18 still won't have free travel. Free they won't even have a travel to go through. There's two clear options. Which options are you gonna take? Right. You're gonna take the option that's gonna be can less I, detrimental can I ask it, can to I the ask public. It, can I ask you? Can what? I? Yeah. You can <laughs> I love this. You know, I'll give you the question, but you can't answer no, it. Yeah. Anyways, I just. Answer it. <laughs> I'm, I'm one point to add to I'll that. Just 
answered it. Well, He's asking me the question. You answered it for me. No. I'm trying to answer okay, the okay. question. <laughs> now, let, let him answer the question. Yeah, yeah. I, just want, I just want to add one little point to that as well. Yeah. And just remember your points about politicians being honest and principled yeah. and doing the right thing. Yeah. So I, I didn't say that. You just, yeah. you just put words so, in my mouth. Yeah, no, no. But yeah. what I'm trying to say That's is... a politician yeah. right there. No, no. no, no. What I'm trying to say is this, yeah. So, in one hand, you're saying to me, for example, for next year's elections, remember, and he'll be remembered as, you know, the person thing. But I actually think it's honourable what he's doing because... Actually, if he was thinking all about himself and his own elections, mm. then maybe he would have done what you said. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? But the fact that what he's doing now is he's thinking, do you know what? I know this is going to damage me because, and I know it's not my fault. I haven't done nothing wrong, but do you know what? I'm going to stand up for Londoners and I want to make sure that we still have a transport service. Exactly. That but is that what he's doing? What I was trying to say is this here. We agree to a certain extent in everything that you just said. The only difference is... What I'm saying is this is going to piss off people, including myself. I'm pissed off at this. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like it could have been done in a way where he could have saved himself, yeah, and still got and still patterned the situation in a way that he could have got the bailout that he wanted for us not to be put in this position. But that's all. That's all. That's what I'm trying to say. Because you're the mayor of the biggest economy in Europe. Okay, hold on. Do you know what I mean? Let me finish my block. So you're the mayor of the biggest economy in Europe. Do you know what I mean? So you have you have cards. You have cards like on your what? deck. Yeah, fam, you got mad cards on your deck, fam. Like so what? so so fam, you, you can threaten by do you know what? I'm gonna shut down the transport system. You don't have to do it, but you you, you can threaten. You can threaten. I'm not a politician, but like I don't think you can do that. You can't do that. So you had no cards. No, 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 Take what you're saying is a bad deal. It's, it's a no-brainer. It's Thank a no-brainer. It's a no. You exactly. can't shut down the, the whole transport, transport system. system. And, and the thing is, right, I think as well, it's like it's it's very it's going to be very difficult for people to attribute that blame elsewhere. Do you get what I'm saying? That's Thank not you. You, I'm, like people can easily blame you for that. Exactly. They can easily say, wait, so, why didn't you negotiate and at least get exactly. something out of it? Exactly. Depends how you read the worst minute. You get what I'm saying? You can say it's Boris Johnson. You can say it's Sadiq Khan. You can put the blame on whoever you want. You shutting down the whole transport system does, n- does nothing for you personally. Like, you yeah. might get some people on your side, but really it does nothing. Your best bet is just to keep the thing going. Take the deal. Who, who's responsible for TFL? Sadiq Khan, right? So, what, to, to your question, Mo. So, if he was to not do this bailout deal, yeah, if he was not to do this bailout deal, TFL was to shut down, yeah, do you really think next year he's going to win the election of anyways? Not. Of course not. Bro, yeah. of course not. he ruined the whole of TFL. There's yeah. no more TFL. Yeah. How would he win the election anyways? Wouldn't you rather take the best out of the two I outcomes? Mean, but I think the opposition is bad enough for him to still win anyway. No? I get your logic. I get what you're saying, but I don't the think... You're, don't I think you're giving that. the public um, too much credit. You're giving them too much credit. Yeah. There's a lot of stupid people out here. They're going to see this. If you to shut it down, they're going to see it. And then they're going to be like, oh, Sadiq Khan, it's man. True. Why couldn't you pattern us something? You I've get what I mean? I'm trying to give their counterpoints, but it's very hard. Um, basically, all I'm trying to say is maybe shutting down the transport system is a very extreme example for me to use. But I definitely feel that he did have cards to play. You can't tell me you're the mayor of the most major city in Europe and that's it. The government pressure you. Oh, this is the only deal. You're getting... Okay. I agree. Okay. What? Do you know what I mean? No, 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 no. Come on, my guys, man. Let me just finish. All I'm trying... I've even lost my trade of food. So all I'm trying to say is, is that you have bargaining chips. I don't think that the bargaining chips were used to the full extent. That means you have no powers. No, that means, that means you, 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 just, you, just, you just run run guys. the TFL like, as no, a CEO. No, no, you're just CEO. You don't actually have any powers. So I think, again, guys, I think you're misunderstanding how it actually works. 
Yeah. Like oh. this ain't this ain't you know like oh like some football manager deal where I'm trying to sort of sell you salary or I was trying to get exactly. you to buy or we're playing Monopoly and we're trying to bail out each other. Yeah. This ain't how it works. We're talking about real people's jobs yes. and the ability for people to move about to also earn I income. totally understand yeah? that. Now in a position where you don't have any other choice where you have to have a bailout where, is, where else is he going to get that 1.6 billion from? Exactly. It's, it's about when it comes to negotiation in general it's just about leverage. If you're in a position where you have not, not much exactly. on your side you're not in a position of power. You do like, have something big on your side. What's, what's, what's on your side? You're in charge of London. Okay, so what, not, that, what, what does that do for you in this particular deal? That yeah. does nothing for you. Like, in terms of <laughs> negotiation what can you bring to the table to be like you know what but you're going to give me this bailout and you're Lock not going to impose no conditions on me. You're going to do it my way. I mean, you're in a position of power here. You have the money. If you don't give me this money, I go bust overnight. You said it's not Monopoly, yeah. but if, let's just translate it to Monopoly. If you're in a position where you have nothing yeah. and I'm offering you money, it's not on your terms. It's on my terms. Yeah. I've got the money. You do yeah. what I say. You All get right, what I'm saying? Right, cool, cool, cool. So do you, do you go down fighting for the best possible deal for the TFO? You have, you, there's no, 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 wait, wait. Do you go down fighting for the best for the best deal for the TFL, or do you just accept what you're giving? Do you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is this: so that like, in terms of leverage and stuff like that, his leverage is being in charge of London, which is the biggest economy, like I've said multiple times in Europe. Yeah. So he he could he what he could do he could threaten he could threaten them in a way that's like you know what if you don't let me if you don't if if, if, if for example if you don't let me run like, if you don't give me this this bailer um, I could for example shut down the central line because we we can't physically afford to do it. Do you know what I mean? You're not shutting down the whole transport system, but you're affecting the economy in a certain way. So I feel like there was... I'm just using that as an example, do you know what I mean? But I feel like they had bargaining chips that could have been used, but I feel like all the bargaining chips were not used. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think first of all, what you got to understand is Sadiq Khan is the mayor of London under a conservative government, yeah? That's one. Second of all, I think what people misinterpret it is the realism within government. Like, I mean, pe- people d- don't understand how the government works, first of all, and what can actually happen within government. So it's like these same people that will, like, were supporting Jeremy Corbyn and stuff like that, who's making the, all these false promises and stuff like that. You really think when he's in government, he's going to be able to do all of that stuff? No. He won't. Yeah. These are all just false promises. So what people got to realise is it can't be all hunky-dory and roses everywhere. There's going to be stuff that affects people as well. But what would you rather want? Would you rather the majority be affected by there being no transport at all or just putting the price up a tiny bit on certain things? And I think on top You're of that... You're putting the price up by, what, £2.50 on congestion? That's it. On top of that, like I said, it's about the leverage, man. We just have to keep coming back to that, like... You're saying, okay, I can, you can threaten the government, or we can shut down the central line. No. You take this money, you do it as I say. Do you get what I'm saying? It's yeah. either that or nothing. Now, you're what's your control. counter to that? So, to, to, you take this money under my conditions or nothing. We'll shut down the whole thing. To, to what's round, your counter to that? What are you going to do? Do you shut it down? You shut down everything? Do you, Let all thousands of people lose their jobs? Collapse, like Mete said, collapse a whole transport system Let me overnight. take the Barclays back. Yeah, so I, I have yeah, the yeah, power. Well, he's already said, bro, he's already said, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Barclays back, he's already said that. What? He's already said that. He's already said people cycle to work. Yeah, yeah, I know that. So your mayor said that. So what I'm trying to say is this, yeah? Bro, not my mayor. Your prime minister said that, mate. Yeah, no, your, he said your, your mayor. Your mayor. Your prime minister brought in the cycles into effect. <laughs> what well, I'm trying to say, people parked his bikes into effect. Right. Why are you trying to blame Sadiq? I will let you speak. I, I just want to ask one short question. Really so, what, what about um, the TFO workers? Where are they cycling to? Yeah, where are they cycling? Can you to? Say that again, sorry? The TFO workers. Yeah. When the system collapses overnight, where are they cycling to? <laughs> 
You want to say that it's just a sad doomsday. Yeah, all, all I said is, fam, all I said is there were bargainages that could have been used. You know what I mean? So, my, my question is, yeah, exactly. My you question have is, you have you have it, to round it off in, in hindsight, is there anything he could have done differently or do differently next time in a, in, in a situation? Okay, like? so I'm going to talk as a negotiator myself. If I'm the government and I want it to be this way, you have nothing to say. I, I, I offer I you 1.6 billion you do this as I say. You have no counter. If you if you propose a counter, I can take it on board, maybe consider it yeah. and think, okay, maybe I might try this approach. But at the end of the day, the power is all with me. And you have nothing on your and side. And the other thing you guys are forgetting as well, you're forgetting the political side. You're forgetting that he's a Labour mayor and they're trying to make him look bad out of all of this. So mm. that that I, get, I get that. I get no, that. But so for example, yeah, on the issue of like, for example, do I really think, yeah, that the government really cares about the money that they're going to save from the like scrapping on the ATs and for be free. Probably no, they don't. Yeah. But what they're trying to do is, is they know that people care about that and that's going to make him look bad to them. Election so election. what they're doing is all the conditions that they've attached to him, they know it's going to piss off the motor vehicles like Mo, for example, who is going to be affected. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. You man are making it sound like it's something personal to me. All I'm trying to say is this, fam. <laughs> it's cool, man. Like, you can pack them late night links. I got a question, yeah. Pack them late night Take the back, bro. After twelve, question, that's question. All. You might talk about leverage, though. Is it not lever- Is it not leverage when somebody wants something from you, even though they're going to give you the money for it? If it wasn't leverage, if I had the money and you wanted money from me, who's got the leverage? Yeah. What do you want? From See, you? However you want, however, <laughs> however, you, you, however you want the product. So. Is it is that not still leveraging itself? The no, thing it's is, not, bro. No, I hear the point. I hear the point that he's making. He's saying they're trying to fuck him up because he's got leverage. Do you know what I mean? That's the whole reason they're trying to fuck him up and make him look bad, right? No, the, the government would, have no, leverage. The government yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would do that because he's got leverage. They want something that he's got. And what's that? They want something that no, they don't. No, what, no. So why, why would they look bad? Wait, 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 wait. Yo, so why would they? Why would they take that? Make it their mission to make him look bad and try to ensure that he loses the election next year if he's got nothing that they if he's got nothing no, that they want. Losing the election the next year, that's no. what they want. Horror. Thank you for so they want him to lose sand. Yeah. You don't want him to lose his post as mayor of London. What who? No, I meant the product is in terms of TFL. Do, I, I'm, I'm, Guys, my look, question was do they I want I think we're overcomplicating yeah, 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 yeah. The point is this year, there's a transport network which is gonna collapse, okay? The government has a responsibility under the Department for Transport to keep the transport service running as well. If, if they don't um, bail out the, the transport system, then it's going to go to public administration, in which case, if the government's not willing to pay for it, then it's, then it's going to be privatised, it's going to be even more expensive, people may lose their jobs, we might not even have a transport system. Mm-hmm. The, the point goes back to Michael's point, in this case, there's no leverage. He's asking for the money, I need the money, mm-hmm. those are conditions. That's, yeah, that's, that's it. That's if it. I don't accept it, it's gone down the next day. That's the end yeah, of the story. That's that's it. It. How long does that money last? No. Go. What's happening in the music, man? Hey, that got that got heated. That got heated. Can you try to do a comeback? we're not reviving that one. Ah, man. But yeah, social media current affairs. Um, I don't know if you might saw this on Twitter, by the way, but there was a rapper that went viral. Um, there was a friend about it, so he's a rapper. I think it's from Brixton somewhere. He is. And um, you know the one I'm talking about, yeah. right? Sticks. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And um, in one of the bars, he said a racial oh, slur yeah, that begins with P and ends with I. Okay, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And um, that caused quite a bit of an uproar on Twitter, and a lot of people were like, oh, cancel him, he's racist. Some were like, oh, 
you, you want to cancel him for being racist, but you man are quick to say the N word. Mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? Where do you mm. draw the line? Uh, what do you mean by you man? Mean by human? What descent is he? So he's, he's black. So my question is, when he says you man, who's he talking to? Who's you man? When he said, you know, you're people saying on Twitter. So oh, basically, so people in general. He's yeah. black. He said that word, yeah. um, and obviously people are getting onto him. But he's saying other groups, other people who not him, other people that support him. That's my question. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Other so users use the n word when they're not black. Yeah. So, so that's what he's trying yeah, to say. Yeah, to yeah. sum it up, yes, it's racist. These are using that uh, word, yeah. The, 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 it's a racial the, term. The, yeah. the word is used in a derogative manner. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, to, to demean a, a particular group. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. well, 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 I don't see what the debate is. Yeah. Okay, okay. It, I heard Mike say, mm. No, like, it, it, it is racist, but then it's just, I think, you just have to be mindful with stuff like this. Because, let's say, for example, his whole circle is full of um, people from Pakistani, Bangladesh background, mm. and they ha- allow him to say these kind of things. That might have given him the confidence to feel like he can say these things mm. on a song. True. But everyone has to be mindful that these are, at the end of the day, these are all racial slurs. Exactly. So it's like, whether you want to use it in your own circle behind closed doors, cool, whatever. That's your group or your personal business. But when you get out into the public eye, you should exactly. know better that yep. this is a racial slur. If I say these things, it's going to be taken a certain way. Yep. You get what I mean? Now, That's Mo, what it is. Mo, can you, can you repeat the question again? No, <laughs> the question? Yeah. All right, well, I just explained the scenario. There was no question. Um, so basically, rapper from Brixton, he's black. Mm-hmm. In one of the bars of his song, he used a racial slur that begins with a P and ends with an A. Yeah? A lot of people on Twitter were like, cancel this man, he's racist, da 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 mm-hmm. So a lot of people jumped to defend him and they were like, but that this is quote that this is I'm quoting it. You might are quick to say the N word and now you want to cancel it for saying and that. The only reason it's a debate I mean? in the first place is because it's a black person who said it. If yeah. it's a white person who said it, you'll say it's racist. So again, yeah. again, what are we debating? It is racist. You're still saying the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but it's, racist. A, it's, it's yeah. racist. It's racist, but I won't go as far to say he's racist. racist. And on should top of he that, be cancelled? No, that this cancel no. culture stuff is oh, bullshit, no. man. No one gets cancelled. They say let's cancel this person six <laughs> months later. <laughs> the last two weeks, he's, yeah, he's gonna drop a freestyle and we're gonna say it's well, fire. Lowe's followers have gone up. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Low it. But that's, she went through a madness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, did. Two weeks That's that's number one. Two. Two. On top of that, it's like it's. You can't pick and choose. That's one thing I don't like with um, social media, just things in general. People will pick one thing and try and isolate that and be like, okay, cool, cancel him. So if you're going to cancel him, why don't we cancel 6 9 He says, nigga, he's Mexican. Yeah. Yeah, like people, I think people say prejudice things from different backgrounds. You have to be able to, you have to hold everyone accountable. You have to hold no one accountable or you hold everyone accountable. I guess this is That's one thing I don't like. Yeah, so like, in a way, it's funny that you said that about 6 9 I feel like people from outside the black culture have this confidence and comfort to say the N-word and we don't hold people accountable for doing that as well. Do you know what I mean? No. Unless, unless they're white. That's the only people that yeah. get held accountable for that. You just can't, but, smack, uh, <laughs> you can't smack everybody. That's the problem. It's, it's not that, but like, as a rapper, we've never said, oh, cancel 6 9 mm. That's yeah. never been a conversation, yeah. nor will it ever yeah. be. Do you know what I mean? But like, as soon as we use a derogatory term, which we shouldn't do in the first place, but as soon as we do about another group of people they're quick to be that cancel this person da, 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 da. so what i guess what i'm trying to say is that where do we draw the line even that like with racial stuff should we just should it be a thing where like we should just stop using them completely yeah i always say that yeah. i always say that i think um it shouldn't just it's, it's hard to control that sort of thing because i mean with nigger we rap we hear rappers can, say it in every other lyric i think that's the more popular word so that's why 
there's less scrutiny on that word than with mm. others. It's mm. like every, every like right now, it's safe to say hip hop is the most popular Draw. music consumed, yeah. and within that, every tune you listen to, every every, every other week, there's a song that's number one. But the other week was Roddy Rich. He's mm. gonna say nigga twenty times in it, mm. and it's popular. So it's like when it's popular, you're gonna when someone's rapping, you're gonna sing along, you're gonna say the lyrics, mm. and and by saying it, you're gonna develop some sort of comfortability with the, the words. The word. You got what I'm saying? With that word in particular, I haven't seen many examples of rappers using mm. it or just mm. it being used in general popular culture. Mm. So I think there's less comfortability with the word, but the rules should still apply. You get what I'm saying? It's either we just. Uh, it's abolish it altogether, abolish it altogether yeah, exactly. or everyone can say I mean, anything. You I can't pick and choose and be exactly. like, that one's wrong, that one's right. I mean, it's it's derogatory terms. So if I if I can't say it towards um, someone of a different race, then why should the same race say it to each other? It's, mm. It should just be deemed as a derogatory term in general. Cool stuff. It, it, you know what it is as well? When you speak to actually people from like the sort of the elders in the community, they, they, they hate it when the word, like the N word is, is used because obviously like, Obviously, a lot of them who've been through the struggle of being called that word by people, like in the actual real meaning, and then obviously seeing, like, say, the more younger generation just kind of throwing it around, like, as a, a sort of, a, yeah, it's just like a throw around word. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, it would be interesting to get your guys' thoughts on that. Um, I, I think, with what, going back to what Kabir I hate what you're saying as well, um, because obviously the, their experience with the word is a different experience. Mm. Their experience with the word is one of punishment um, ER, prejudice that sort of thing yeah <laughs> um going back to kabir's point he's right like i think we should abolish it altogether but um with like let's say for example black people saying it within each other that shouldn't then automatically give outsiders yeah. the right oh, to say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah i say that because it's just like I, I don't think black people should say it to each other anyway yeah. it doesn't make if you really but want to think about it, it doesn't make sense to me i compare it to like it's like familiarity it's yeah. like let's say for example cool we're all friends here i can i can say something to mo that's deemed rude or like i'm getting on to him cussing him yeah. but it's cool because he's my friend yeah if sure. i go out in the street and i see a one random a guy walking past and i say the same thing to him he might turn around and punch me in the face yeah. and he's allowed to do that because he doesn't know me there's no I familiarity really we haven't but built then, up that rapport you know let me counter that one quickly i'm going to use the word as it is yeah, yeah. With the word my nigger, yeah. yeah, you can walk up to a stranger yeah. who's black as well yeah. that you've never met before. Yeah. You're like, yo, my nigger, yeah. and like they will stop and acknowledge that. Do you know what I mean? Why are we the only group of people in the world that do that? No one, like, you've never seen someone who's Chinese, you know, use a dro- like a derogatory term to. We are the only to. race that's been through 400 years of slavery. There's no one else. But even the, no that, that word itself, the N word, that the word nigger for us is, is that black Brits fam. Yeah. Or even like black Africans, yeah. it's an input. I can't, you know I, mean? I can't, I can't answer you because I don't know the, the origins behind it. Yeah. I can't answer you to to tell you why we've changed the word from a derogatory term to one of endearment. Now, yeah. I can't answer that question. But Probably just for that reason, though. Yeah, uh, maybe it's just a case of you take know what, use, you, yeah, take the power away from the word, used it against us, and now we're going to use it as our thing. But like I said, if we're using it as our thing, that doesn't then give someone else the right to then say the word but then from their point of view it's also they're looking at it thinking wait if he can say it and it's in a term of endearment why can't i use it as a term of endearment but then to counter that i would then say you can but you have to be wary of the consequences if you say it like for example sticks he's then gone and said that word and then they go and cancel him he can't really have any complaints so to be on the safe side it should just be abolished all around yeah. that's my fear yeah. can someone can someone say the, the the lyrics 
I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I can send you the video there. I'm sorry. I think you guys probably know better, but is it a thing where, in terms of history and stuff like that, is it a thing where they try to embrace the word because they went through all of that stuff? They just try to look at it in a positive aspect. Second of all, I feel as if the music culture has a lot to do with publicising Mm. the word as well. So when people say it, when all these artists say it in their raps and stuff like that, it seemed as normal to to say it within a certain group of just like you use the example of when you see if you see a stranger you you'll see, you'll mm. use that term. Mm. I mean, is it because it's being accepted and publicized by by the music culture and like even other people in general? Do, do, you, know, do you know what it's going to be to answer your question? This is my take on it. You might have a different take. Like that word itself, I feel like for us as Black Africans in the UK, it's an import. It comes from America. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Here in the UK, when they use that word, they used it with the er to mean sign. Yeah, but like we never really took it back as a term of endearment. The Americans yeah. did it first; we copied them, kind of yeah. thing. So I feel like the importance and significance of the word is maybe perhaps a little bit watered down here than it is over in America. Yeah. So it's a difficult thing to grasp. So I feel like a lot of people just copy it because they see it on TV, they hear it on the music, and they think it's cool. But it doesn't really have cultural roots here as much as it does on the other side of the yeah. pond. Uh, like I said, my take on it is just. It's, I'm just going to conclude the point in the sense that, like, for us, if we're using it as a term of endearment and someone else wants to use it as a term of endearment, that's up to them. They're taking now, they're now taking the responsibility upon themselves to use that word. So within their circle, it could be fine, but you have to be mindful because yeah. if you say that word in a wider public or yeah. in a rap song or whatever, <laughs> you, you're likely to be scrutinised. And it's fair. You, you, you yeah. have the right to be because there's some people who associate that word, like you said, older people who associate that word with other meanings. So like this guy, for example, he's now gone and done the same in reverse. Mm. You can't then scrutinise him if it's, if it's working one way. Do you get what yeah, I mean? So if, if he's using a lyric as a term of endearment, that, that means it's fine. Do you get what I'm saying? Really? Is it wrong? Is it wrong? Like, I don't know how the lyric was used. It's, it's a question. Is it I wrong? have to go back and listen to the lyric. Yeah. But as soon as I heard that, I was a bit like, that's a bit wild. Is it wild though? How did he say it? Sorry, but it like, was it a t- to use it as a term of endearment? He says that he's got a dot in his head. He's a that word. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Okay, that's different. Uh, I ain't co-signing that yeah, one still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, moving Sorry, on, sticks, man. Don't, don't shoot me, but. <laughs> Oh, moving on, man. I'm sure you must saw the news from last week. I saw a lot of people heartbroken, man. They can't get them carny wines. Um, carnival's cancelled, man. It's good. It's good I, news. <laughs> Why'd you say that, lady? Why's it good news? How many people turn up in in the day? More than one million, right? Yeah, about about a million, one point yeah. one, one million. Yeah, bro, we're in a pandemic right now, man. That's the yeah, least yeah, of our yeah, worries, yeah. bro. Like, if anything, I was you trying to get it cancelled for next year as well. Think, you don't think a wine can be a cure to corona? No, no. Listen, you know how scatty <laughs> become. Well, I, saw, I, saw you, I saw you at the top of the bus stop last year, Listen, man. I've never, yeah, with um, the flag. <laughs> I've never been there in my life, man. I've never planned to go, man. Well, I've been there once, actually. That's your statement for today. For now, isn't it? Off record, it's like an ass. Carney being cancelled, This it was an inevitability, if we're being real. like mm. As soon as this was announced and we saw other events getting cancelled, other events that have been running consistently for a number of years, mm. like Wimbledon, for example, mm. that's just like, okay, cool. Once that's cancelled, which is also in summer, 
you know that's just it yeah. set the precedent mm. you know everything else in summer that's a public or large public event or large gathering is also going to get cancelled it's, it's a shame that. because obviously i enjoy carnival but why do you enjoy carnival man why do i enjoy carnival yeah, 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 yeah. it's a it's celebration like, like no, what, for real, it's like celebration culture. Uh, uh, celebration black culture. Do you know oh, what do you do? What do I do? Yeah, do I eat do? wonderful jerk chicken. Uh-huh. Have you had it with yes. the with the rice yeah, and the plantain? Yeah, 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 yeah. come on. That, that's all you do. That's all I do. I saw footage. Is this is this is this a podcast or an interview? I know. I've never been. I've never been. I've never been. Who you representing? Curious man. I've never been. Leave me alone, PC man. The Republican Mac man. I'm surprised you go. Now, for real though, um, like, obviously it's not a good thing. Like, I do enjoy carnival. We all enjoy carnival. Mm. Whether you go or not, you like it. Like, you want to see it's other bad, people enjoying, celebrating. Like, I like things that put the public in a good mood in general. You get what I'm saying? Um, moving on to the entertainment section for this week. Um, have you ever watched something called The Lost Kingdom on Netflix? I've seen it a lot, man. It's always advertised as the top five things. Not gonna lie, man. I watched the first two seasons that a while back, but I watched um, season three and four over last week. If you man are into that Game of Thrones and that Uh, kind of stuff, you're gonna love this, man. Let me not lie. Never watched Game of Thrones. That's not that's not a good way of selling it to me because I love. I'll tell you why. Because I love Game of Thrones, but I hate medieval shit. So I hate Lord of the Rings. I hate Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek. Get in the It's fantasy stuff. Yeah. All that wall of Game of Thrones. It took me two seasons to get into it. I had to re- keep keep rewatching. But then, but then is it in your? Be- Sorry to interrupt you, mate. Yeah. yeah. But is it? Would you put it in your like top series ever? Yeah, but I would told, I would basically look at it as an exception. Like I know what I like, so the things that are going to be in my top five are going to be of a similar sort of storyline. It's going to be some sort of prison or gangster drama. It's yeah. not going to be some. Ho- it's not going to be yeah. Hobbit running around throwing magic rings on people. <laughs> I don't care about that shit. Now nah, you're stuck in your way. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying I won't try it. I'm not saying I won't try it. I'm going to give it a chance, yeah. but I, I approach these kind of shows with a negative oh, mindset. It's like, mm. here we go again. You get what I'm saying? Hobbits. That's true. I feel the same as well. Is I don't it? like medieval stuff, yeah. man. So who do you like? Um, like, as he said, like, so like, thrillers, prison stuff, crime, like, mm. all of that, drugs, all, yeah. all of that. All of that, man. Oh. I, I love that shit. So, 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 like, so Kibbeh doesn't Billy Elliot. Billy Elliot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Billy nah, Elliot. Nah, for me, like, I love, like, nah, I love stuff, like, you know, like, going back into history and watch, seeing, like, the way of life. So, like, I don't know if you've not seen, like, you know, 10,000 BC, like, the film, like, sick film. 300 like, Spot and all of that. 300. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the thing is, as well, not just the bait ones as well, like, obviously, like, there's the gladiators and all your, all, those, all these films, but there are so many, like, Sick, like there's a series called Vikings. Yeah, bro, I've watched it. Oh, sick, sick, sick. So it's similar. Sick. It's similar, but yeah. I think Last Kingdom as well. And the yeah. thing is, the mad thing about the Last Kingdom as well is that it's all based on like real people that existed yeah. in history before. You like what, what I like about it is it's different. In 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 the like. 10, 11, you man, you man like Star Trek as well. 10, 11, no, BC and yeah, that. No, 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 AD, AD, fam. The, 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 reason, yeah, the, the reason why, yeah. I can't call that back. They're Star Trek, but, yeah. Star Trek guys. The reason why yeah, is because it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's something different, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to just watch like, like, you know, like what Kivir suggested, just, you know, same top old story. Top where, top boy, yeah. Some boy, you know, yeah. he drugs, makes a bit of money. Then he gets thing Mike tweets and Instagrams about power, so I don't know what he's talking power? about. Power? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's yeah, Mo. Yeah, that's Mo. That's Mo. Mo does snowfall. I'm impersonations of all of that. All of that. Bro, you just sell dreams for a living. And let me ask you, man, this something. This is a better question. What are your top three 
favorite TV series of all Ooh, time. That's a Starting that's a off one. with Cubs. All right, cool. So before you go, I'm not gonna interrupt you. Yeah. Um, so it's best to answer the question and then say why. Just saying yeah. it is pointless. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, we can. Fair enough. I want to hear why. Um, yeah. So. I can't. I can't do it in no particular order though. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Top three. Um, Prison Break is definitely up there. Why? Yep. Prison Break because I feel like the storyline at the time, like I watched it from from the start, so it was like a it was like a journey for me. That when it first came out. Yeah, yeah, when it first came out. So I got brought into it very very early on within season one. So um, the reason why I talk about this kind of like I like stuff that's associated with like prisons and stuff like that is because I personally don't live this life in it. So it's nice to see. Disclaimer. I personally don't live this life. You're from so, London wait, Fields. Wait, wait, why you got the Rambo in your head? I don't live. I don't live that life. <laughs> Are you, you know sure? Though? I don't live that. I life. heard I'm about not, you. Flames. I've never been prison. Yeah, no. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? So the like, flames I mentioned in podcast one was you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good no, one, Toby. Okay, so prison break. So because I don't like partaking in any of them activities, it's nice to see. Um, how the other side live yeah how the other side live first of all and me I'm a big what what interests me in TV series is, is characters all mm-hmm. the time Michael Schofield as a character is unbelievable I get so fascinated and like drawn into who the actual character is like mm. the way they portray him is just mad so that's definitely up there um, second one I would say is Breaking Bad prisons and drugs isn't it good choice Um, Breaking Bad the reason for that is that was a slow burner for me Mm. so I started off but luckily um, so I'm I'm one of them people that when I watch a TV series first episode has to bang the pilot has to bang for me to actually get into it and watch the rest of it Yeah. before I actually started Breaking Bad I got told by my cousin he was like yo it's a slow burner give it time Just, just carry on watching it so I soldiered it for like season and a half two seasons or whatever after that, bro, it was just amazing. Mm. Like the difference, it went from zero to one hundred real quick. Mm. So, real yeah. slow because it's a slow burner. But <laughs> it's a slow burner at first. Well, when it goes quick, it but goes quick. When it goes quick, it yeah, goes quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the character, the way they portrayed um, the character, the character development is mad. Man's a scientist, but now he's like the most fear. Right, the band has the way it drug, it. It's mad, drug, <laughs> like drug, drug lord, drug lord. I'll see you. Yeah, you're in for a ride. Third one, so. This one you might not all agree with, but um, I'll say Suits. I thought he was going to say Love Island. I told you that with the jokes today. That was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> he's, you know, he's, he's thinking of something. He's thinking <laughs> not of something. You're the one trying to think of a concept. <laughs> you can't, you can't it's coming. I know he's brain so, so you do the fake right laugh. You do the fake laugh. Like, <laughs> let me try to think of something. But um, yeah, third one, I'll say Suits. The reason why is, for me, it's like a motivational TV series. Because, again, that's the kind of life that I actually want to live. <laughs> Does okay, that make sense? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, the way they... Like, I've... From young, I always wanted to be a lawyer, but that didn't happen. But, um, so, yeah, so... Um, showing the life that I would like to live, like, it's just... It's, like, it's very motivational for me. I like the character. Both characters, like Harvey and uh, my man, Adam. Mike. That, it was a man. Adam. <laughs> it's Mike. Mike, Mike Ross. Okay. Mike Ross, yeah. So, yeah, like, the way they think and they're mad quick on their feet, fam. I wish oh, I had that... Bad. Agility in life, do you get what I mean? Like, it's not. I get drawn into characters, yeah. man. Like, characters uh, make the TV so show. So, yours is Prison Break, Breaking Bad, and, and Suits. Suits. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Mine is, I'll go. In no particular order, again, like Kabir said, have to throw in the wire. Um, oh, have to, have to throw in the wire. I was in my list. For though. me, I'll keep it short and sweet, but for me, it's just like, it's a portrayal of 
different sectors of society, not just the hood stuff, but it's also got the hood stuff and it's done done well, but also uh, it's done in a way that it's digestible for the general public. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the like stuff shows hood shows you watch, it's more so like if you know, you know. Like if you mm. watch Kid Hood or Top or Boy, Top Boy yeah, it's like, yeah, if you're from the end, you'll get it. If you're not from the end, it's like, I don't even know half of the things they're saying here. Mm, yeah. Whereas The Wire translates to everybody and mm. it's still, and it's done well on top of that. So yeah, it's just a great show. It's, it goes very deep into like the psyche of each and every character. Um, that's why I like it. Um, number two, this this might be a controversial one, but I'm going to throw in Snowfall. It's not even finished, but I'm going to throw that in. Yo, 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 yo. Have to throw that in. I only just saw it recently. Um, it's been out for a while, but they put it back on BBC iPlayer recently, season one to three. Again, it's obviously comes under a similar category. It's basically, um, it's based in the... LA in the 1980s during the crack epidemic yeah and the main character um, starts off selling cocaine in his hood but then discovers crack and brings it to his hood but the best I think the best part yeah <laughs> don't say too much though, just yeah, yeah I won't say too much but oh, the best shit. part about it is not just that because it goes way higher than that <clears> but <throat> it just shows you the levels that let's say for example your, your neighborhood drug dealer the levels of like influence that these drugs that are being sold and whatnot mm. in the hood are being influenced from. So this like the, the, the local crack dealer on your ends, he could be receiving these drugs from someone extremely high up who has a lot of influence over the country even. It could be from a government level kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's mad in that point of view. Um, third one, I'll, put, I'll throw in Game of Thrones. Have to, I guess. Mm. I know I cussed all that all medieval <laughs> stuff <laughs> earlier, but um, yeah, it's done well, man. It's I ain't seen Game of Thrones, but was you upset with this ending as well? Yeah, yeah so that I was gonna get to. Ah, please don't talk about it because I haven't watched the last season. Oh no, well, I, I still won't spoil it. Watched it the last season. What are you, what are you, what are you doing, bro? bro? Christmas. Ah. What are you doing? Oh, no, I get to watch the last season. I won't spoil it, but um, I'm catching it... up on Question Time. <laughs> <laughs> That was not my series, man. <laughs> 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 He's got a box set out. <laughs> Which season should I watch today? <laughs> oh, I had a whole lot of plans for that. Introduce that one. Um, Game of Thrones. I'm not really into the medieval stuff, but um, what got me with this one is the um, one one thing that's always important. It's a constant throughout all these shows is dialogue. So I like scenes where there's not much happening. It don't even have to be action packed. That it could just be two people sitting down in a room talking but it still grips your attention. You get what I'm saying? So mm. I feel like Game of Thrones had that, but then on top of that, it's unpredictable. Like mm. you really can't, it's one of them shows where you really can't gauge what's going to happen next. It's no, so it's wild. Yeah. 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 Mm. It's so sick. Yeah. You'll never think someone will die, but they die. They die. There's no, there's no like, oh, oh yeah, well, this is the main character. Well. You can't have attachments when you're nah, watching that yeah. kind of show. Especially that's what based seasons. on what you've just said, you've just actually just swayed my mind and I've actually just rearranged my f- for top three now. Yeah. So now one of them is The Crown. Like it's not action packed, but the dialogue in it's fantastic. The acting's fantastic. What's the crown? I've never heard of that. I've never done another crown. I think you told me about it. Crown is amazing. It's about it's about royal family. Bro, what's come spud properly, bro? You don't love the queen. I think you can explain it better, man. Is it is it going to be part of your top three? What do you what do you like? What do you like about it? It's amazing, though. What do you like about it? It's 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 made me learn more about myself. Like I used to just think that I was in just action packed stuff. Actually, back films and uh, TV series, but the dialogue is fantastic. Um, and just the fact that I've been able to learn a lot about the UK in general, um, okay, in terms yeah. of the, how the monarchy works and just yeah. history in general, because it's literally just, just portraying what's happened in the past. So, it's like entertaining but educational, and you learn so much about how 
like like how much of an operator the queen is mm. like she's like you know from our perspective like when you just watch the news you don't really hear about the queen much you know she's there very well respected she does her christmas messages and mm -hmm. you know her birthday etc but actually there's so much to her as a person and there's a reason why she will probably be remembered as the like greatest ever monarch like if you look back in the kingdom's history there's never been a, a monarch which has been so like little controversy scandal about, free yeah scandal completely free. scandal free and she's just completely like everyone has mutual respect to her even people who don't believe in monarchies yeah. respect her she's been scandal free yeah. No joke, pretty much. I'm not going to say, I'm not yeah. going to talk too much. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to compare it to like Henry VIII and then. Um, man was chopping like yeah. women and saying, well, not yeah. at the same time. But. Nah, she didn't do that wrong, man. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let so me give my other two. That's going to go into another debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second one is Prison Break. Yes. Um, obviously, it's an original story. I love the fact that you're always gripped. You don't know what's going to happen next. There wasn't a situation where you don't know how they're going to get out of it. And secondly, I always always find that whether it's in TV shows or movies, if it's going to be fantastic, it's not about just the main character being amazing. It's the, uh, what do you call the villain? The not antagonist. Yeah. The antagonist usually has to have their game high as yeah, well in order to have uh, both sides being amazing and the show being amazing in, in general as well. And the antagonist was Teabag, obviously. Um, yeah. And the last one, uh, I'll stuck between friends. Oh, friends, yeah, friends is sick. Friends, friends I'm is. Going, I'm going. Listen, home. friends is fantastic, man. Friends. Oh, I mean, man, that's man. These guys don't know. Game of Thrones. Friends. I love the white culture. Friends. I'll stop between. She loves the white culture. I'll stop between. I swear, earlier he said. I swear, if any of you men have answers like this, he said. Carlton, the war and fresh Friends. I'll stop. I'll stop between that and scandal. I like. I like political drama. But in between is. No, that's, that's a good show, but it's not. It's not uh, like, what's your favourite food? Bangers and mash. <laughs> Downton Abbey? That's my ass. <laughs> Downton Abbey. <laughs> Bar <laughs> bargain <laughs> hunt. <laughs> Antique, Antique, Antique Roadshow. Road <laughs> 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 Where you going, friends? Where did you have friends so far? Uh, it's, it's, one, it's one of the uh, sitcoms which, where you can actually genuinely laugh. I genuinely laugh. It's like, iconic. Like there's a lot of shows out there where they make the make these like these How I Met Your Mother or, or um, Big Bang Theory. Like it's not funny, but Wait, friends, it's not all about shooting. Yeah, Big Bang about, Theory is funny. It's not all about shooting. Don't you stuff, feel don't like mean. in your top three has to be competitive? Like let me not lie. If we're gonna do this with no. shows or films, Listen. like if you tell me your your top three is like Hangover, I can't lie. I'm judging you. Yeah. I'm judging you. <laughs> no, you can't Listen. tell. No, no, you can't tell me your top three is involved in a man running naked. The last two episodes. The last two episodes, fifty-four million people watched it. That's saying something. What were the statistics of the 54 million? What was the majority of people that oh, were watching it? Probably, probably worldwide. I can ask you. Probably worldwide. Yeah. Uh, let me not laugh. I, I think Friends is a good show. It's just. Uh, no, it's, it's, okay, it's, so it's not in top three, innit? Yeah. Well, my top three, I think Game of Thrones definitely is up there. Because for me, even though I like the historical stuff, when I first heard the Game of Thrones, I was hearing about dragons, incest. Yeah. Some fucked up shit. I was like, what the fuck? I ain't watching that show. Mm. But then once I actually gave it a chance, fam, I was hooked. Mm. Um, after that, I would say Breaking Bad because, fam, yep. it, was a, it was a slow burner. Yep. And I stopped, I think, three times that when I first started to mm -hmm. watch it. But then people were like, no, just carry on, carry on. It's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. be sorry. And when it did, fam, it was worth it. So I yeah. felt rewarded. That scene when he says, I am the danger. Yeah. 
Ah, when she takes the money as well, fam. Ah, it's mad, it's mad, it's mad. That was mad. It's mad. Um, and then the third one, that's a Game of Thrones, um, Breaking Bad, The Wire, The Wire. Uh, what I liked about The Wire, I watched it quite recently for the first time ever. I watched it last year. And even though I watched it in 2019, bro, and it was created in 1999, yeah. it was still sick. Michael was Jordan, though, you know what I mean? He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. tried so hard to watch it, but it starts so slow. Nah, nah well, I, I don't well, think so. Okay, where can, you, where can you not recommend where it can't... It does start a little bit slow. I'll give you an objective point of view. So I think, for me, yeah. I think season one starts off pretty quick to me but I think the best season is season 3 I think the best season is season 3 because it's similar to I don't like comparing stuff but it's similar to like I don't know if you lot have seen like Godfather 1 Godfather 2 Mm -hmm. you know how it's like you've got your favourite characters Mm -hmm. and then the show shifts to now focus on a new set of characters yeah. you grow attached to and then they mix the two. Okay. So when they mix the two, it's like, now you're intrigued to see how the two sets of characters mm-hmm. clash. Yeah. Quickly, how many seasons are there? Okay. I think there's five. It's five. But I, for me, my personal favourite is season three. I don't know about Mo, because obviously... Uh, for now. me, yeah, season three. Season, season three, because that's when you see... That's when the dynamic of the show starts to change. Do you know what I mean? And it's mad the way that it changes, man. But I think it's probably one of the best stories ever written. On TV, fam, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's my top three, man. Mete, what's your, what's your, what's your top three? Uh, definitely House of Cards, um, one of them. If you haven't watched I it, keep on hearing have to watch it. So I'm gonna try and give you lot. Has it finished? Huh? Has it finished now? Yeah, it's finished. They brought out the last one. Obviously, they're gonna be recording Kevin Spacey as well. Um, after the whole. Any like, um, a bit of R. Kelly. That's a noun now. They already announced that after the whole like, thing, they said that they're not going to um, carry on no more. Cause, Is uh, it because of that? Yeah, it's because of that. Okay. Um, but he, um, so I'm going to try to give you like, three different, completely different types of like series. So it kind of, like, that is diversity there. So I definitely has a cards because I feel like, obviously for me being in politics as well, it's proper fascinating. Um, because obviously like it is a, a, an exaggerated version, but there are a lot of things that happen that kind of explain how the world of politics is, particularly like in terms of like maneuvering around like relationships and stuff um, between people. And I think it's so sick if you like haven't watched it, you definitely have to watch it. Um, the second one, um, yeah, like 100% like Game of Thrones, you've got to have it up there for all the reasons that, and the other thing I like about Game of Thrones as well, it's like, there's no one main character. They're, they're That's like, what puts me off though. I feel like Bear Man are just coming in, getting used and just leaving. Nah, but I like that I though. I don't know. the fact that there's like, you know, How do you get attached to anyone? Yeah. But what I like is, is, for example, yeah, it's like it will show a scene about someone, right? And there's a storyline about that person. And then it'll go to another person and then you're stuck in like, okay, what's going to happen there? And it's like, it's you're constantly sort of like kind of going through that motion of like, kind of, it's, it's, you're completely engaged in the whole process. So like, for example, like, I mean, actually, I don't want to spoil it for you guys if you don't watch it. In it so. my, my question is, because there's so many different types, there's different actors that come in, and out of it during the whole series is everything related yeah, yeah, everything. yeah, yeah, yeah. Related. that's not one of those shows where you can jump to season 5 and understand everything you have right. to watch it from season 1 yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a constant yeah. theme running throughout the yeah. show yeah, yeah it's amazing yeah. Um, and the third one I was going to go with Friends but however <laughs> I can't believe this however oh, I'm going to be controversial I could have yeah. Sex in the City as well yeah I was just about to say Sex in the City oh yes. my god bro you don't know you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, where did you park bro Downstairs. <laughs> downstairs, <bro. laughs> let, me, let me give you up my reason why, yeah? I want congestion time is over, oh, anyway. Let me give you up my reason why. Man, I don't know if you've actually ever watched it. Mm. Huh? 
The reason I didn't watch it growing up because I thought it was porn. Porn, yeah, same, 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 same. I used to think that as well. You know what's funny though, yeah? It's, it's funny, these men haven't watched it. They don't know, bro. But you know what's funny? When we went to New York, they were the first ones trying to get on like, the, the steps to get a picture. <laughs> Blasphemy uh, and lies, bro. Oh my god. <laughs> you are lying. Let, let me not lie. Let me not lie. My man jumped over the rope. <laughs> he jumped over the rope. Let me not lie. I saw all of you lot taking pictures. Yeah, but I like it. So, Mete is admitting it. So, it's Lenny. Moan Kabir. It's silent. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you the story of that day, fam. I've never watched Sex in the City. The whole day I'm here with Lenny. Yo, fam, my friend, it's just for. What was her name? Yes. Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. Right. Carrie's yard fan. We need yeah. to take a picture there. Like, look at these pictures. Did, 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 did. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, who's Carrie? And then no one's telling me nothing. We were on the. Ch- I remember we was on the tube over there, and then flipping. I was like, why are we going to this house? What's yeah. so special about? And I think Kabir told me he's like, oh, it's the house of Sex in the City. I was like, oh shit, I ain't even taking a picture there, man. Like the bad man yeah. in me can't but, allow that to happen. What? So, so I remember all these men were taking pictures, yeah. and I was just stood there. Remember, I was just stood there watching. And then uh, Mete was like, "No, nah, allow it, man. You're in New York, but man, like, just, you know, get involved." And he took a picture of me, and I ain't gonna allow the picture bang. What, so what, what I was did, like, "Okay, I'll post it." That's the what these are failing to understand is we took the picture there because it was actually a nice setting, not because it was carried by. My caption was, "Who's carried?" Because uh, who is she? I don't know who she is. <laughs> Do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm gonna lie. I did. I did it to increase my. But here's by, here's by the thing. They'd be like, "Raw." Oh, he here's the thing. Here's the thing. Not to sound big-headed, but if me and him are both saying something's good, then you've got to think, okay, maybe there's something in it. Let me tell you. No, but we've watched Friends as well, and that was in your top three. So we're trying to make the judgment of that. And you also said Carlton's better than Will and Fresh Prince. Yeah, I think I enjoy him more. Let me tell you, yeah. Firstly, like, what do you think this cost Carlton better than Will Smith? Yeah, this podcast is running on for like five hours. By the way, apologies in advance. So firstly, like obviously I'm trying to give the diversity of different series, so like not all just sort of like one type of um sort of genre. But if the the thing is um with Sex in the City, which is great about it, I think it's just fascinating to understand the way like women think about relationships, um, mm. like what they expect from guys, like about our roles, like and I just think I don't know if Huh? About what? About, about what? Orals. No, about. <laughs> oh, that's what I said. Morals. Oh, I think he said. Oh, 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 Hey, that's what I, I meant open your mouth and get the words out, man. <laughs> oh, that's what she said, man. That's flipping funny, bro. Oh, oh, oh man, days. Oh, 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 wait, carry on, carry on. Yeah, man. Like, so you're well, saying orals in that, boy. Nah. You meant both, <laughs> <you meant laughs> yeah? Rose, yeah. Rose. Oh, nah, man, with within the nah, yeah. You know, it's going to sound a bit funny what I'm going to say here, yeah? But what I really like about it is going back to sort of the Game of Thrones point where like there are different characters that are like sort of like center of the thing so it's not just based on one character that's how sex in the city is and i just i just really like it man i think it's comedy um it's great like relationship advice uh it's great you know it's also a great conversation to have with like you know like with with women as well they got them sugar honestly i do I, like, I agree with you i do appreciate them kind of shows like i feel like it's needed it's what's nice what's your favorite one out of that kind of jewel right? 90210 or something 
Nah. Yeah, I, I like to watch that show. I actually watched that. I like watching you. Like I watch all of these shows, like really and truly. Raw man roasted you. I was like, I watch all of these. No, no, he roasted us because it's our favorite. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. So I appreciate this kind of show. Like I watch all of these shows. I like it because obviously you want a well-rounded view of stuff. Yeah, it's nice to watch stuff you don't know about. So in this case, I learned a lot of shit from. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In this case, it would be like a female perspective, basically. So I see it's iconic, man. Yeah, like, the I, I, it's just obviously the, the, the movie. Plate. Did you mind what go together? Sorry to interrupt you, man. What did nah, you mind? Nah, I, I only discovered it years after this, bro. This thing was came out in like 1996. Uh, I only watched it like four or five years ago. Just had to confirm. Yeah. <laughs> but here, what are you saying, man? Yeah, it's just a placement. That's all that's funny, you know? Yeah. Uh? The fact that you're saying it's like number one. Yeah. yeah. Have I you said it's number one? Curious, out of curiosity, have you watched um, Breaking Bad or The Wire? Nah. Okay. Nah, I watched The Wire, but not Breaking Bad. Okay. You watched Breaking Bad? Nah. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's always been on one of those things that. It's always been on my agenda to do, yeah. yeah. The thing is, there are other series as well, but I wanted to go for a diversity. The other one that I didn't mention, which is like fantastic as well, I don't know if you've ever watched 24. I've been oh, meaning to watch that, you know. I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to watch that. Wait, what's, what's, what's that about? Right, it's, it's a great, like, the concept is this, yeah. So there are like 10 seasons or something, right? And in each season, there are 24 episodes. And every episode is one, one hour. hour. Okay. So it's a 24 hour day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's basically, it's like a situation that happens, yeah? And then it kind of goes through every hour. And bro, you know, like a bit like prison break, where kind of like you're not expecting, you're kind of expecting something to happen, but it's something like completely different. Mm-hmm. So there'll be like a terrorist attack that's going to build or whatever. And it's like the 24 hours of that day in a whole season. And it is phenomenal. Like it's on your, you're on the edge. I'm so happy. I always wonder when they sleep. Mm-hmm. Like if one hour's sleeping. Well, you have yeah, an hour episode of just them sleeping. No, that's what I'm trying to ask. Oh, when do they sleep? You yeah. can't oh, because the whole point is, is that you're talking about like the every every season is based on one like day. a crisis, like something big's gonna break out. So you're not gonna really mm-hmm. be sleeping, are you? Do you know some are talking about weird concepts? You've watched Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was one episode where the, it was, I think it was called The Fly. Yeah, and like the whole episode is from the perspective of a fly in that the room. And it starts, yeah. I found that weird, what but at the fuck? same time, it was that like, genius. That mm. like, yeah. yeah, man, that's some that's a genius got. kind of show. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. real. For I like real. unique stuff like and Black Mirror as well. Yeah, great. I tried to get into that, I couldn't, man. It was just weird. I think bro. Black Mirror, you got to pick and select episodes. Yeah, yeah. 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 people have to tell you to go to a specific episode. Oh, okay. You watch that one and you'll love that one. Not every episode hits the same. Yeah. But it's different. Yeah, yeah. They're going to blacklist like that it. show, man. <laughs> Why'd you say that? I don't like the ideas that they're putting into our heads, bro, because people get ideas and get, get worried, man. There's a conspiracy that um, a lot of the concepts are like fortune telling. Kind mm, of thing. Exactly. Yeah, like they... Yeah, the they, Simpsons and stuff. Yeah, like they, there's one episode where... Can I say this? Yeah, I'm gonna say it. Uh, there's one episode where basically I think the Prime Minister fucks a pig. I swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and they did this before. Yeah, David Cameron. They, they, did, they did this before. Then they did this before they, the David Cameron story came out. Yeah, yeah. 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 You so know it's what? Like, I've what always, the fuck? I've always heard mur- murmurs about Cameron and a pig. What actually happened? He chopped. He what? Yeah, he caught up. No, 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 no. He caught up. He caught up, fam. He caught up. For real? Yeah. He caught up from a pig. Why is why is come out? He made it, fam. It's not the true story. No, it is. It, it is. is. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It's, it's a real thing. Wait, wait. Let me. There's like some initiation thing for yeah. like so, when he was in uni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That weird like that. Was doing is like you know they have their like boys clubs in university. Mm. Wait. Today wait. you will catch up the, for a piglet. The, 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 <laughs> wait, 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 wait. The prime minister <laughs> of the United Kingdom chopped a pig. Now nah, he didn't chop it. He just caught Akram. These men are tapped. 
So basically, that's wild, dude. Yeah. There's a guy called Lord Ashcroft. Fucking hell, bro. There's a, there's a guy, there's a guy hey, now, for the bro. listeners, you need to see Lenny's well, no, face no, right no, now. We're cutting all of this out, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why, bro? Man caught up from a pig. <laughs> a pig? Like, what? And the pig was the pig. Wait, was the pig uh, reciprocal? Like, was it, was it, did it give consent? Like, no, 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 the was it reciprocal? No, no. Man said, did it uh, give consent? Was it, was it reciprocated? Uh, like, like how does it, how does no, it, no, no, it, was, it was just the head. It was, it was just the head. I was trying to say the pig initiated it. It was just, so basically, this is what happened. Yeah, I'm shocked. This is what happened. It was an initiation process for, for one of their boys' clubs in uni, and flipping. It was a it was a pig. It was the pig's head, and um, yeah, that he had to put his um, piece inside the pig's mouth for initiation for him to join this this club. Was the pig alive? Yeah, it's just the head. So it was furthermore, who who who, who um, leaked this information? Uh, Lord Ashcroft. It wasn't the pig. I tell who you that. Was that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, it's bad. But yeah, yeah, that's wild, bro. That's wild. How do you feel after? Like mm-hmm. when you do that, well, put David Cameron after? and you can ask him these questions. Oh, so he, he's never confirmed them. So basically, it all came about because a guy called Lord Ashcroft, who's like a senior person in the Conservative Party, who um, he basically like kind of leaked it. All of these men, like, you know, like when you say leaked it, did he have a video or what? No, he wrote it in his book. So <laughs> he's he's killing me. Bro, I'll just, I'll just. <laughs> did he get consent? <laughs> can't you just discredit the book? Huh? No, he, he, he didn't. These are lies, I tell you. <laughs> hey, but imagine David Cameron, sorry to interrupt you, but on his first date, so what's your body count? Yeah, five, five girls and a pig. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, wild, man. No, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not oh. added, he's caught up, remember? <laughs> So Mitty was saying, yeah, Mitty was dropping a gem, and I just came in with some. No, 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 no. I was, I was just saying he was asking how it was um, leaked, so I just so, said oh, that. I was arc. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know, ask me, bro. Yeah, like a lot of these guys, like we are Boris Johnsons and Cameron, they all went to school together. Oh, is um, it? Yeah, yeah, that's how it got leaked. So basically, another guy that was there with them was a guy called Ashcroft, and he was there. And um, he done it with a horse. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's what I was about to say next. Like he's leaked David Cameron. So what did everyone else do? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. They must have all like had the animal of their choice. I think choice. it was a tradition for the pig. I'm moving away from the pig that gave Ark <laughs> into the <laughs> into the sports section, current affairs, and that. Fam. Um, I'll show you my heart, man. Bundesliga is actually back. You know what? It's, it's a trash yeah. league, but I think we're going to tune in. But we'll starve the football, so we might just just, yeah. just have a little peek and see what's going on there. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. I was watching Sky News today, yeah, and there was this um, this Sky News presenter, like they're not even a sports presenter, um, but she was there, uh, like to report from outside the Dortmund Stadium, and then she was talking there theatrically about how the local Dortmund derby against Schalke. But I was thinking, it is a derby. It is, but like. Since when did we ever care about Dortmund and be shouting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like we we've never cared about that game. But I, I was um, I was listening. It's interesting. They were saying yeah that apparently, um, if the fan if fans gather outside the stadium, the match will be abandoned straight away. You know that's um, likely to happen though. Yeah. Well, we drive to Anfield if it happens here, fam. Shut it down. Don't that'd be silly. silly though. <laughs> if people done that, that'd be silly. Isn't For it? real. I think it will happen, man. Yeah. And apparently they're being quarantined. <coughs> they're quarantined in a hotel. Um, and they're being um, tested like every day, basically, or every other day um, to check. Germany. Do you think it's a waste of tests? 
It's a waste of test. I feel like some part, you don't need to be there yeah, right now. You don't need to do it right now, man. Yeah, and I, I think if you, I think like in, to add to your point as well, I feel like footballers are used like as a. I feel like we're putting footballers' lives at risk for something that isn't essential. So, for example, we all we all want to satisfy our desires to watch football, yeah, and therefore true. we're putting like hundreds and thousands of people on a pitch just so we can have some entertainment at home. But we're actually putting these people at risk, and then like you said, Denny. Like obviously we need to keep these people safe. So in terms of yeah. like PPE and testing and all that, we're having to cater for it, and it's a bit like a circus. Do you know what I'm saying? Can if you, I was a footballer, why would you risk your life? Can you imagine if if a footballer actually like catches it and something happens? Very like, well, it could happen. It could happen, yeah. bro. It's Premier League's done. It's yeah, finished. Like, if that was to happen. We're talking about Premier League. Apparently, um, tactics meetings were being held on Zoom over the over last week, and players are being tested, as Mete said, for COVID nineteen. So. All the signals and signs are pointing to the league being back. Yeah, yeah, it's going to finish, man. It will. I always money. said it's going to finish. Because yeah. of money, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's the same thing that goes back to Michael's point yeah. earlier about, um, just generally about, like, easing lockdown. Unfortunately, like, because society is shaped in such a way where it's so focused around... Money. The, the fact is, yeah, it's like, like we have, we have to survive. And it's like, unfortunately, because money's priority, we're going to be forced in a position where... We're gonna to have to finish the league because obviously, like, there's a lot of clubs that are dependent on the financial um, gains from aspects for it. Mm, not for real, for real. So guys, um, I feel like this is a good place to end the um, sports current affairs. So moving on to the highly anticipated part of the podcast, then da da da, it's the two pence in section. Yes. Um, so obviously, um, two pence in is the part where Mike and Lenny come up with a scenario for us to debate and give our opinions and throw our two pence in. And um, so Mike and Lenny, let us know where is it this week, man. What cool. you got for us? So. Um, a lot of the time, it's, it's always based off of Twitter. You know, Twitter's just the, the gift that keeps on giving. It's free, free entertainment. I call it free stand-up. You, know, you have to mention the word free in it. Yeah, free. That's the main, that's the main thing. I tell you what's not free. Congestion charge. Oh, We're not going back to that. We're two pence. We're going to stay on two pence. <laughs> <laughs> you better uh, save your two pence of congestion. But yeah, that's, that's, I saw a tweet basically. Um, I'll read the tweet word for word, and then I'll obviously ask a question from there. So Ooh. the tweet is from a girl, and she says, uh, "Mandem, you're on a date with a girl. She's peng, funny, and the date is going amazingly well, and you've already planned date two. Just before the bill comes, she asks you to order and pay for another meal to take away for her own dinner the following night. Are you mad? Um, first of all, are you going to pay? Um, if you are going to pay, why? If you're not going to pay, why? And then second of all, I know it's a loaded question, but second of all, what are your red flags on the first date? Should I start? Go on. All right, cool. Me personally, 
I would pay. Mm. First date, yeah? Yeah. I would personally pay. Um, the reason why is, first of all, I'm trying to make a good impression, yeah? And f- for me, like, I don't just date anyone. Does that make sense? Mm. If I'm actually dating you, going on a date with you, it's because I see a future with you. So me giving a good impression by... I don't know, you might be wanting to take that takeaway for a family member or something like that. If I can make a good impression by actually um, sorting out a bill for that, then I would do it. Um, the one thing I would like for her to do is actually offer at least. I, I would always pay on first date, me personally. Yeah, yeah. I would always pay on first yeah. date. But if she actually offers to pay, you then that will, that, that, yeah, I would appreciate that because that will um, show me a lot more about her character. Bear in mind, in <clears> the scenario though, she's asked for the takeaway before the bill comes so she hasn't even offered but how do you know yeah how do you know that she ain't gonna offer after the takeaway when the bill actually comes that's true that's Does a that good make point sense? that's a good point let's just say let's, this, let's just say let's just say hypothetically she's not gonna pay she's it's not gonna on pay. to you to pay yeah all right cool i would i would personally pay it still yeah. but it will question me a lot of her as a person. Okay. Does that make sense? It'll put that. It'll, it'll put that in my head yeah, about actually yeah. going on a second date. Why? Mm-hmm. What? Why? What would you think? Because I don't know, man. It's just I, I know I would always pay on first dates, anyways. But it's just it just shows like generosity from her side. Also, her it shows a bit of her independence as well. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's yeah, like does. qualities I would look for in a woman. So yeah. if she doesn't offer to pay, I'll just think, rah, she's just fully just expected me like to pay. It's always going to be like this. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Do you know what? What Kabir said fully resonates with what I'm saying. Obviously, as a man, I believe first date you should pay. You're a man. Do you know what I mean? However, it's a deal breaker for me because in a in a in a way it shows that there's some fu- in a fucked up way this person believes that they're entitled to my money. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I was gonna pay anyway, but now you want all the extras for yourself for what? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, but in terms of me paying or not, I will 100% pay. But am I seeing that person again? No. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If she doesn't offer, yeah. Yeah, she does. Uh, if, if she was offering, I'd appreciate the sentiment, but I'm still yeah, paying because yeah, I'm a man. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and I still see her again after yeah. that. But I, I saw it in a different light. I feel like if you're asking me to pay for your dinner, for you to I mean pay for your meal so you can have it for dinner for the next day, right? Yeah. On top of what you've already paid. On top of on top of what I've already paid. Yeah. D- okay. Wait, is it for the dinner for our next? Yeah, day? yeah. It's dinner for the next day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to confirm, sorry to interrupt you, then. But, but this is just a that. date. This ain't even your girl or nothing. This is just first date. Yeah. But but remember, you have to, I read out the stuff before. She's paying. Had a great funny. time. Funny. You had a great time. It's going amazingly well. No, no, no. Paying funny and you're getting on well. So yeah, the, the, get, yeah the, the getting on well is very important because there's it's 3.3 3 billion, 3 billion women in the world. The looks ain't, it doesn't mean nothing. Yeah, looks is nothing. However, the red flag is me, like, you want dinner for the next day. So that's going to ring alarm bells for me in terms of... What she it, openly is said. Is there something wrong at home? Like, mm, are you hungry? Okay. Are you, are you going hungry? Like, is something going on at home where you need dinner? <laughs> Feedback is over there. Oh, <laughs> that's what that's what makes me worried. Let me add a spin, spin to that. What if she like it wasn't because you know like ah oh, she kind of necessarily like needs it to eat next day, but she really liked the I don't know she really she really liked a certain dish and she was like do you know what I want to eat this again tomorrow. That's okay, completely um, different. If that, you're, that ask, makes if you're asking me this question, yeah. come back tomorrow yourself and get it. Do you get what I'm saying? We've ordered it from a restaurant. If you, if you really like it, don't you want it hot and fresh off the menu? Why are you using my money to get yourself a cold takeaway? Come back tomorrow at the appropriate time and use your own wallet to, to buy this money. To buy this food, sorry. You know what I'm saying? Toby never felt to No, no, but it's true though. It's true. Like, okay, so, okay, so for the sake of the scenario, for me, in that instance, I, like, like you said, I will do the same. So I would pay, but I don't think I would see that person the next day. You man, generous, man. 
Um, I would pay because obviously, like I said, obviously I don't know the person's situation at home. They may uh, they may have something going on, but it's raising a red flag. Yeah. I don't like I don't to feel like be. I'm being shafted in a situation. Mm-hmm. Like on the first date, I'm happy to pay, but I don't like because if you if you take that stance, to me, my mind I'm doing overtime in my head. I'm thinking. Wait, so does this mean she's going to leave and say, oh, yeah, I finessed him for a free meal? <laughs> These times, you ring her the next day, your, your name saved on her phone as takeaway. Mm. Takeaway, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, I don't so want to... Takeaway free. Take away. That's what I'm saying. You're not a generous <laughs> So I'll, I'll pay, but I don't think I'll see her again because yeah. I'm going to look yeah. at her. So yeah. I'm going to do a break. Yeah, I like that. Hey, for me, like, I think when you were talking about sort of the tweet about the reason why I said that it didn't really necessarily matter about them being nice looking or how well you're getting along there... And um, for me, what I really look forward to in, in dates is the person being themselves. And it goes back to the point where you lot were talking about, about how, you know, you lot feel like it's an audition. And I feel like when I, if I go out on a date with a girl and I kind of sense that she's being herself, then for me, that's something that I'm yeah. really attracted to because, you know, it tells me that that person is, is content within themselves, that they're able to present their real themselves to, to, who I, to me. Um, and also, like, you know, I'm not going to meet someone and then three months later, I'm going to start discovering new things about them. It just kind of tells me a lot about that person. Um, on the issue of, like, the paying, I think a bit, like, similar to, obviously, what's already been said, I would want to pay um, because I just genuinely, like, that's, that's my opinion on it because um, I would want to kind of do my bit and I think, like, I don't go out on a date with every girl. So, like, I feel like if I am going out, that means that I'm genuinely interested in you and like to do it. Um, the issue about wanting to pay for... Uh, like the per- that person ordering food for the next day I think the reason for me the reason why that's a red flag isn't necessarily about that itself that's just a small material thing that they're going to get for the next day it just tells me a lot about that person in terms of like you know like the way I was brought up and the way my, my parents brought me up was that when you go to like for example of like, like my mum's friends to their houses and stuff for example like you wouldn't ask for much do you know what I'm saying like what you're giving is what you're taking and I feel like if you're someone who, who confidently can ask for something like that for another person on the first date, it just shows that you're kind of, you lack that sort of etiquette, which mm. for me is really important. And, and so for me, like etiquette is a huge, if you don't have an etiquette and mannerism, that's a huge red flag. Because how am I going to take you to, for example, like how are you going to conduct yourself in front of other people? And it's vice versa as well. Like, so you should judge me on that too, because at the end of the day, you're a representation of me and I'm a representation of you. Mm-hmm. So we're representing each other. So for me, like etiquette, mannerism is yeah. really, really important. And what's for me, what I really look for in a date, just to summarise, is just that person being themselves. And I think for me, that's, it might seem weird. Some, sometimes, you know, like we're all, we've all got our weird ways, right? But if a person can kind of confidently own that, that just shows me that they're really like, they're happy with themselves. And mm-hmm. that's what I want to be with really. You know, smart man. I'll add that to add to that, you know, because I don't think I said that on my previous point. I feel like we're not getting any younger. So, like, now when we're dating and stuff, it's like you're looking for qualities in someone that you you potentially want to be with that person for a long period of time. You want them to be the one to a certain extent. So, it's like you're at a place where you know what you want. So, the certain red flags, if they were to appear straight away, you know, nah, it's it's, it's a deal breaker Mm -hmm. and you can't compromise on them. And something like that, like what Meta said, you know, um, with them asking for you to pay for their meal for, for so that they can eat tomorrow, that begs other questions about this person's lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? As in like, I think even Lenny said it earlier, as in like, bro, is everything okay at home? Do you know what I mean? Like, are you struggling? So, I don't know, man. I feel like definitely that like, we're at a place where 
you know what you want yeah you can't compromise on what you want because you're not getting any younger you're getting yeah. older fam. <laughs> i feel like i feel like just to add to what mo said um before when we was much younger everything was very much super and stuff when yeah. someone just asked you oh what do you look for in a woman looks and personality that's mm. what you were based mm. on like um being older now then like, i'll just say the three quality like me personally i look for three qualities in a woman um so the first one will be do they respect me and my family yeah first mm. of all and this year, I'm talking about like in terms of marrying the person and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah, do they respect me and my family? Second of all would be, do they better me as a person in terms of, first of all, my career and also in terms of my faith? Like, mm. do, do they bring me closer towards religion? And then the third thing for me will be, do they have their own career, like goals and dreams of, for themselves? Like, I don't want them to be relying on myself do you got what i'm trying to say mm. obviously i should be in a good position as a provider and stuff like that for the family but i would want her to have her own goals and dreams as well in terms yeah. of her career that's the three qualities that i look for now compared to back in the days completely different yeah, for real. Yeah, it's, it's what, what aspect are we coming from what what, what, you're asking? Well, you're asking so what would you like how would you like if you were if mike's sort of the <clears throat> situation that like, explained so if, if you want a date everyone's perfect fine and they said she wants food for tomorrow what, what would be your reaction if it's hitting me there and then I'm going to generally think that there's something wrong so I might just pay but not say nothing about it until I understand more or get more information later at a later date because I, when you ask me that straight away I'll think that there's something wrong not not, not that you like mm. the food um, uh, <laughs> what if she does like the food though do you know what's funny? The way he said information like KYT checks. Fucking <laughs> like, like, like so just before you carry on there, like what if she lives like like I don't know, like South London. Whoa, 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 and they've got this really nice like dessert or really nice like chicken satin. How much is the meal? How much is the meal? Oh yeah, that's mine man, I can do that man. That's Why are you travelling all the way to South East London from North London for 15 pounds? No, I'm saying that specific dishes for you. Oh, okay. That's nothing man. Thought, yeah. On top of the, 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 the every stuff that we pay for. Oh, that's nothing. It's not man. so much the gesture. The gesture's um like the getting her an extra takeaway to take home yeah. tomorrow is not really a big deal. It's um it's the entire it's just the entitlement. You feel it's a bit you, disappointed yeah, in her. That, like, yeah, like you're that confident. But the thing is though, me. it's the context of it. Like that's okay. that is a red flag. Yeah. Like someone asking for extra from you for the next day. Mm. So they're basically making claims off of they're, entitlement. they're making purchases from entitlement. your wallet. Entitlement, bro. They're making purchases from your wallet. And I think that's, for me, that entitlement yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. I hate it in general. Yeah. Never mind that from a perspective partner or whatever. Yeah. So entitlement, hell to the nerve. Mannerisms as well. Mm. That I feel that, I think Mitty touched on that, that etiquette and mannerisms. So if you just, without asking, add sign to the bill, without mm. even having, you know, without even asking me mm. or nothing. Yeah. No, nah, that can't run, fam. Mm. Mm. That can't run. These are the two for me, bro. Yeah. I think another red flag for me um, is something that Mete mentioned. So it's, it's to do with not being themselves. So I feel like when, when women, they try to portray a certain image of themselves on that date, and you can clearly see that that's not you as a person. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like that. Like, I like it when they're just themselves in it. So I think that kind of puts me off. Mete? 
Um, I think I've already kind of mentioned it, innit? Like, I think for me, etiquette, mannerism, um, like, again, not being themselves. Um, you know what it is as well? It's just the way, like, I feel like, I don't know, it's just like, it's just the way that like, they, they conduct themselves, innit? Like, in the sense that, like, for me, it's not about material values and someone who doesn't necessarily see yep. something like, someone who can have fun without that material value or, you know, you don't have to go to dine in a big place. It's about the quality. Like, I'm not going to lie to you, like, you know, the, some of the like, best dates that I've been on have probably been just, you know, just walking mm. and just speaking. Yeah. Like, it didn't involve anything to be spending monetarily, but it's just spending time with that Hang person. On. Hang on. What? Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> I agree uh, with question. Said, by the way, then. Was that originally a date or did that turn into... No, it was a date. Things? Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. It was a date where like you're meeting up to go out to, to dinner. And then um, after but that, you just... Yeah, 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 or, for yeah, example, yeah. you're just walking there on the way, for example. But it turns out to be a really nice long walk, you know what I mean? Hey, let me ask you, man, this. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you man ever been on an accidental date? Like, he, didn't, yes. he didn't think yes. he was going out on a date, but then yeah. you get it there, you're like, oh shit, I think this is a date. Though, I like <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah. It was good yeah, though, I liked um, yeah. I don't know. Nah, I don't nah. think so. Do you know why I say that? Because I'm, I'm, I'm usually switched on, so I can kind of guess what is happening. Yeah. So it's like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're linking up with someone and they, they have it in their head that it's a date, I'm kind of going to know it's a date before yeah. I already yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah. with what Michael said. So as I said, like before I actually go on a date, I like to kind of have a lot of communication with a person. So I feel like you would know in the mindset of uh, um, what kind of intentions you both have. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying to say? If you're meeting up for the sole purpose of uh, this is intention for them to become my future partner or whatever like that, it's going to be classified yeah. as a date. But, but we're not going to say it's so, a date. But the and thing is, his question is, is, have you been on an accidental date where Am I understanding you correctly? Yeah, where yeah, you don't yeah. think it's a date? I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. How does but, that? No, come I, about? Give me I, an example. So I give you an example. Yeah. So I get it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like I've had so many cases where, like, over the years, where, like, for example, because of my career, or like, for example, because of either my life, my say, or either as like as a politician, there'll be there'll be people who interact with me, and they'll be like, oh, I'd love to get to know like more stuff about um, your organisation or what you do as a politician, or get some advice or whatever. Then I turn up, and then it's like completely different vibes or like they want to talk about collaboration for work and then I meet them and it's like very different vibes so they're like really awkward as hell like I think like there's there was a couple of times it happened to me where I think you're just kind of waiting for the day to yeah. like for it to be over yeah, you know what I'm saying because yeah, yeah. I, I don't like being rude as well um, but I also feel like it is quite rude of someone to kind of set that expectation off you when you haven't had like zero there's been zero indication where you haven't given them any hope of anything happening and then for them to kind of like put well, down yeah. to you yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't let me not lie I haven't yeah. um, your situation does allow that to happen um, I can't think of many situations that maybe if you if you had an example that they could maybe <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to know I'm curious enlighten us man <laughs> wait Lenny do you have one as well no not, not really no no no, when, well, when he didn't really say it's red flags. Yeah, well. oh, you're red flags. My red flag is just lack of decorum, man. I need you to be switched on. Yeah, know how you're behaving. <laughs> um, no, in front, <laughs> let me, let me, let me land. Let me land. Yeah, just like lack of decorum. Just be 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 self aware, and it goes. It's vice versa. It goes both ways. So mm. I need to I need to know how to act because um, I'm representing you and you're representing me, which which I t- touched Perfect. on earlier on. Um, the second main thing is you need to have a career, um, mm-hmm. something that I can support and get into because um, you ain't going to be relying on me. Simple as that. 
<laughs> Lose your no, job, you're out of the house, big man. Fair play, fair play. Back to you, man. Over to you, sir. Back to you at the studio. Accidental date. Yeah, it's happened to me once, fam. But... It was just like it was just an old friend, in it. So I just saw it as like an old friend trying to oh. reconnect. So for time, this bridging's that yo, let's meet up, let's go do this, let's go do that. And one time, there was I put sign on my on my Snapchat story saying I want to watch this movie, and then they were like, oh my god, I haven't watched it. Did 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 did. We saying let's go watch it together. Again, in my head, just an old school bridging, in it. So I was like, cool, went there, tried to get the tickets, but um, what's it called? That was sold out. So they were like, let's go to a bar. But then you know like the questions that they're asking you though. You know like when someone's flirted with you, you can yeah. tell it's that this ain't just going to the cinema with a friend. This mm-hmm. is actually a date, fam. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, man, like found it, went to the <laughs> cinema, <laughs> watched the movie, um, and then flipping what's it called? And then um I get home and then I get messages that I really enjoyed the day out with you today. They did they need to do this again. Oh, and like uh, Ooh, did you yeah. enjoy the date? It wasn't a date, G. Oh, to me, oh, it wasn't a date. Okay. okay. <laughs> but, um, did you enjoy the day out with your old friend? As a brethren? Yeah. What film did you watch? I can't no, even say it. I can't. I can't say it, fam. This is going to be public, isn't it? Is it Is it a comedy? Like, what kind of genre? It was a comedy, is that? Rom-com, it's a bit like a no, four-year-old version. <laughs> <laughs> rom-com, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, rom-com, fam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, so, yeah, that's my story. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't have any stories, accidental dates. Yeah, I don't My, my red, um, red flags, though, um, what you guys said in terms of entitlement, obviously her having some sort of decorum, being able to ca- um, carry herself in a particular way. And I don't like um, my kind of red flags of black people coming on strong too strong so that could be in a sense of like imposing how they see their future on you so like okay. you get what i'm saying it's yeah. a first date and she's saying yeah you know what? i want to be married like within a year kind of thing uh, I want, yeah i want I kids within the next year how are you going to tell me what's going to happen in a year because oh, we're, we're on a date so obviously we're trying to get to know each other and hopefully it gets to a certain stage yeah. so you telling me these things Got to live in the moment. One, it's like you're putting pressure on the situation. Nothing's oh, developed fun. yet. Mm, and yeah. two, yeah, man, you're just. I, mm, I lose my train of thought. What's the worst ever experience you've had in a, in, in a, on a date? Like, would you say the where worst. The, the, that there's been an incident where they've said something or done something that's just put you off? I've got one. Go on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I think. I think <laughs> Oh, is it? Is it this one? Yeah. Oh my god. So basically, I was on, I was on a date um like a long time ago, and um basically, so it was the first first time meeting this person. I like been talking, like really cool, getting along, etc. And then of course, like she kind of follows like what I do, like outside, like obviously in my career and everything, and. Even because I'm the sort of person like when I message, I don't, I don't sort of message a lot. Um, so I don't like have a lot of time to message and stuff. So she was basically, she just put it onto me like straight away into, in, like as we as we got together. And she was like, so, you know, if we get together, like, you know, I'm looking to get engaged and married soon. Bumble. Like, are you going to have time for me? Mm-mm. And I was just like, raw, like, this is like, 
The first, and then do you know what made it worse? Do you want to hear the worst bit? They then FaceTime their friend and had sort of three way conversation. Oh, oh my. That's a bit wild. God. Wait, for how long? That's a bit wild. But, bro, it was so bad. Do you know why? Because she kept messaging her friend. Because I feel like, I don't know, like, obviously, because some people like that, innit? Like, we do it as well. Like, when we go out, you message your friend about how's it going, whatever. But this one was like, it was like, I felt like the friend was there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was that, constantly like, oh yeah, this person said this is that. Do you know why that's kind you know of? Let me call her. Like, let's have a face. Do you know why that's kind of scary to me? Because that situation almost sounds like she can't believe that she's on a date with you. Yeah. Like she's proper punching above board. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. look, I've got him here. Yo, rate me. But you know what? Yeah, I'm gonna counter you, man. Just just to be the devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, see your situation when he said that she told you, listen, within next year, this is where I'm. At. I want to be there. Do you know what I mean? Like, would you not rate that a little bit? Because now, if you're not on that, like, it just nips it, it nips it out of the bud. You know what I mean? It's that. It's not so much no, that. It's not no, so no, no, no. I think it's the point what Michael mentioned. It puts a lot of pressure on the actual situation. Itself. If you're I not mean, on it, if it's no, 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 bro. Like at the end of the day, I'm getting to know this person. Hmm. Yeah. But me going on a date and getting to know that person, I'm always on marrying the person, trying to have kids with her. That's gonna be my intention, but. I wouldn't put pressure on it when I've not even found out about you. Like what, I'm just gonna predict in one year's time that I wanna have kids with you, marry you, when I don't even know how many siblings you got. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Does that make sense? That's that's a fair point, that's a fair point. Uh, There's such a thing as subtlety. Just simply, you know what I'm saying? Like you have these intentions, but you can be subtle about it. it. You know what I'm saying? You don't just lay it out in the open and just impose yourself onto someone. And I think for me as well, like the best experiences are like when things just naturally gel and happen without like, putting all of these labels, labels and expectations. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that you should think leave things like loose, but what I'm trying to say is it's like, when they just naturally happen, that's when it's the best. Do you know what I mean? Rather yeah. than you're kind of like, you know, oh, like, you know, next month we need to be doing this, or we need to be at this stage of our relationship, or we should be doing, we should be going there, or this, like, let it like naturally happen. And that's when you know, I feel like you found the right person. Mm, I hear you, I hear you. But I feel like, at the same time, like just to be devil's advocate, I feel like the approach that we just mentioned that's a very male orientated kind of mindset stereotypically. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like with females, not all of them, something like, but a lot of them stereotypically tend to be like, you know what? I want this, this, and this, and this, but this and that and that. That these two masses can coexist in both genders. So if you're not, if you're not on that, and somebody was to say to you, do you know what? By next year, I want to be married. I want to have kids. Da, 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 da. And you know for a fact that by next year you're not going to be on that. Wouldn't that be better? Because it's like, alright, well, let me not waste your time. Let me not waste mine in a bit do you get what I mean it's not so much um, whether I'm on that or not because like Kabir said I might be on that it's just um, we ha- basically I don't want to feel like you're just dating me because you just want to get married mm. do you get what I'm saying mm. I want to feel like we have a date and then because we now have a vibe marriage is a result of that oh, so yeah. you don't, you don't just want to fill a gap basically yeah because if you're just telling me it's like you've you don't you have bear in mind it's the first date you haven't even met me you don't even mm. know if i'm cool or not and you're mm. saying yeah yeah marriage in a year you don't know mm. if that's in the pipeline I feel, like, mm. I feel like that's the problem with society today like we think ahead too much and put too many expectations yeah, on certain situations yeah. and then when it doesn't end up happening we end up very very disappointed I mean yeah, if the expectations true. wasn't there in the first place mm. there wouldn't be no disappointment so I feel like sometimes you've got to live in the moment live in the present time and just go with the flow yeah yeah 
Cool. Um, I believe that's a perfect place to um, end 5pm in London for this week. You know, live in the moment, innit? It's going to be a set. But yeah, thank you for tuning in for this week's episode. Make sure you follow the socials at 5pm in London. Like and comment the post. Engage with the polls. And um, stay safe until next week in a bit.